What's going on, guys? It's Mike Cerrone from the DC Crossover Podcast. Ben and I have been producing audio content since our teenage years. But now, don't we wish we had the tools you guys have to create and distribute your own content? Let me quickly tell you about our new sponsor, Anchor. Now, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's definitely something I love using. One reason, because it's free, people, F-R-E-E. As most of you may know, free is one of my favorite words, so don't get that mixed up. So no charge to start up with Anchor. Now let's talk about how easy it is to use. With Anchor, there are creation tools that allow you guys to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Super simple and super accessible from anywhere. Now that you recorded, how do you distribute to the streaming apps? Anchor does it for you, folks. Whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or more, they got you. Using Anchor, you can actually make money from your podcast. Straight hard cash, homie. Whether you have a handful of friends, family, or group that wants to hear your content, there is no minimum listenership. It's everything you would ever need to make a podcast in one simple place. Want to get started? Here's what you guys need to do. Download the free Anchor app on your phone or go to anchor.fm to get your podcast started today. Now back to our nation's capital with Sarone and Simpson. All right, and we are live on we're live audacity. Well, oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. We're I was about to say live. That makes me nervous. Yeah, back in the day, we used to be live. Even yeah, no one knew we were live because no one ever listened to us. Yeah, the Google, uh, the Google Cast or whatever it was. We would we would put it on our computers and we were using now Google that, Hangouts. That might have been the worst thing we've ever done. That was that was very OG. If I'm thinking about. I remember it. actually doing that, and yeah. I would tell because I was at the time I was living with my parents still because that was yeah. that was what four years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or five was, years ago. That was a long time ago. Yeah, that yeah. Was, <laughs> might have been five years. Ago. Yeah, and literally, I remember saying tell, telling my mom or dad, you know. We're, we're about to watch the NAS game. I said, I got to go, got to go film. You know, it was like, like it was a big deal. I go to my room. <laughs> I'm like, your room and you and I just talk for 30 minutes on a. <laughs> yeah, on 30, a yeah, 30 minutes to an hour. And we, and then we tried to do it on Fridays and we also tried to do it on uh, Mondays. We did like the weekend roundup and mm-hmm. then uh, what was the weekend preview, I guess it was. And uh, and then we did yeah that was because that was and that, I think that was that predated the radio show I think I think it did I think it no, was I did, no it did yeah the radio show was like your last couple of years because yeah. you were still because um, I had done a couple versions of the first pick with a few different co-hosts yeah before you and I started doing it together because I had I had done it once with uh, this guy Tom. Um, who we did we did a few shows. He's a Philly guy. Oh, um, not a big fan of the Big Tom. No, no, Big Tom was not great. I mean, nice guy, but I did the show with it was him. Not great. I did the show with him. I think we got Dalton in the mix once or twice. Um, yeah, I went through a few different versions of the first pick, like podcast show. Well, did the, Matt Fair and I? Yeah, did? that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, Matt, Matt was on there. Yeah, I remember, Matt and I, I was at Radford, and, yeah. I, and I remember coming on the show a couple oh. times, and it was pretty funny because, yeah. like, because you could see the other people on the screen. Yeah, and yeah. And the problem would be like, I'd be sitting there and I'd just be talking, and then all of a sudden I looked down and Matt just like blank face, like, yeah, yeah. He, he was like just like on his phone or something. Yeah. Like that. Plus, Google was one of those things where, yeah, like you said, it was like the main person talking's face would pop up and fill yeah. up the whole screen but like if it picked up any random noises in oh, the room yeah. it would also fill up the screen so we would be literally doing the show and then like somebody like a, a door would open and then suddenly their face would be in <laughs> the middle of the, bo- the cast and they wouldn't 
be like wanting to talk. And it was, uh, yeah, Matt's a good guy too. Uh, <laughs> all of a sudden your face pops up and you're just like, oh, hey. <laughs> it was like, wild, man. We went waves. through a lot of iterations of the podcast um, before we finally settled on the radio show at Mason and you and I. And I think that was clearly the best version of the first pick oh, yeah. that it had. And then now rebranded here to the DC crossover. Um, so, no, it's... Well, it's, this, is, this is a thing, though. It's like progressing from when we did our separate shows and stuff like that. Because you started, obviously, with Hernan Hoops way back when. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, throwback. It's a big throwback. <laughs> throwback. <laughs> yeah, big throwback when, uh, you know, you actually could run um, without having to eat a cheeseburger after and go to Senora Tequila's, right? That's uh, true. This is so true. there you go. So, uh, not to throw a jab at you. But anyways. No, no. There's uh, <laughs> plenty of jabs can be thrown at me. It's totally fine. But So, that was like the OOG. And then when I, would, I was doing like Radio Free Radford and all that kind of stuff. And then you started doing WGMU and yeah. the first pick and stuff like that. So I think I started Radio Free Radford while you were doing the first pick on the on, on the computer. Yeah. Right? Yeah, because I did it in my dorm. I think yeah. my sophomore year I, I had the podcast set up similar to what we have now. And yeah. I was doing it on the computer. And then you then you transitioned to WGMU yeah. when I told Radio Free Radford to kick rocks yeah. and pound sand. So. Basically, uh, that's you know that's a long time ago. Because the funny thing is, I go back a couple times here yeah. and there, and I look at some of my uh, <laughs> videos on. Yeah, you, I, mean, you, I think they're all blocked now, or or, or not blocked, but like uh, they're hidden because you know when you're applying for jobs, you don't want someone to go on there and say, "Look, sure, look, look sure. at this idiot." Um, but some of my radio free ones are rough. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're, then, they're, I mean, rough to say the least. And then you can't forget the first pick on HGTV. Now, that was fun. Our television debut. That was, I still think that was a, a good show. We've got, oh, I've got it was. We got it right here. Hernan oh. Community Television. Uh, you got to play, play a little clip for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before, here, I'll, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll bring I'll it up like on to, the iPad. Okay, so good. Can. Yeah, H, H, is it HC or HG? I forgot what it was. HC, HC okay. It turned was, in, I think HG, isn't that an actual professional yeah, it was, TV? It turned in community <laughs> television yeah. in downtown Herndon because Abby, my wife, had yep. an internship there over the summer, and but the internship was basically just producing a show and yeah. she asked us if... Uh, a pretty legit uh, broadcasting studio, though. Yeah, that's the thing. It's pretty legit. It's, they it's got not you know, bad. It's three, multiple cameras in there, like legit cameras, and they had... Oh, my gosh, that scared the heck out of me. <laughs> it always Jeez, scares me. I'm going to have to close that window. Um, but, no, they had... Uh, <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, we're not a professional studio right now, obviously, because we got a dog in the background. Yeah. But, no, then they had the professional like uh, uh, production studio, too, because we, uh, you got a couple glimpses in there, because we're the talent, so we don't go in there. Yeah, yeah, but, for sure. You know, we, we, welcome to the first oh, pick right here on HCTV. I'm Ben Simpson. Alongside me, Mike yeah, Cerrone, episode number three. A lot so in store for this heads. week as well for the future. And Mike, I like to welcome I you into the show. Man. We got the yeah. uh, <laughs> impact show. We got headlines. We got uh, a fun game called Hashtags. And then later on, we got our picks of the week as well. As I have some interesting news for you, Mike, about how my, my week went. But we're going to save that for the end of the show. Yeah, he's been lighting up my phone the past two days, telling me about all these different things. So I, I can't wait for him to tell you guys at home. I'm because such a loser. It, it's, it's, it's pretty funny if you ask me. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. It, has to, <laughs> it always has to end up doing with me messing up something. So I was we'll, so much we'll better. Looking that. back then, uh, I was you know, slip and slide. We uh, let's see if we get. Did we play Trader. Any, any games? They didn't exactly. Oh yeah, we did. So uh, this was. Um, here, we'll it's just getting here. out of hand with Johnny Manziel because he doesn't know how to stay out of trouble. Johnny Manziel, yeah, yeah. yeah. Resort to level. Take. Justin Bieber. That's right. I mean, let's, let's be honest. Did you see he goes it's, by it's John out of, out of hand here. He with doesn't go Justin by John. Bieber He's a John. And, you know, John. Like, I heard on the radio today, J-O-H-N, it went from Frank Sinatra to Justin Bieber. That's all you got to say. Oh, don't use those two names in the same sentence. All right, next up, 
Uh, for me, oh, I'm going hashtag, hashtag leather shorts. I'm pretty sure Justin Bieber was one who uh, was very famous for rocking the leather shorts that go down to uh, about right below your knees. Um, so I- I'm going to see Johnny Menzel on the football field. It- it's pretty similar. Look, actually, hashtag leather shorts. So I'm going to say so Johnny Menzel starts rocking the leather football. What was my hashtag? Did I already go through it? Uh, that just shows. I think I already yeah, did. I have pictures no idea. Of who cares? Books. That was, but, uh, that was oh, great, though. Still, though, the best. I still say the the best episode of the show was the first pick Olympics where we went oh, to Chuck, yeah. Chuck E. Cheese. Scared little and kids because we were throwing balls on the uh, little machines. And then they were just it's like, weird. this, this guy video, broke the clown on the machine. That video still exists, but I don't know uh, I don't know if I can get any others. I don't know. That was well, the only one Well, I no, the thing on. is, see, like, well, no, that, that wasn't on mine, was it? It wasn't? This was no. This was on the Hernan Community Television oh, okay. uh, YouTube channel. Oh, YouTube. Okay. I, okay. I yeah, was they have sure. their own like. Yeah, because I went through. Like I said, when I was applying to a bunch of different jobs a, few, a couple or two or three years ago, whatever it was, and uh, basically I ended up going on there and and basically blocking slash hiding or whatever you want to call all yeah. those. And I made them private, so I still have them. But you know, sure. for later. But uh, yeah, but, if you want to go see them. It's uh, Hernan Community TV is the YouTube channel, and I guess they've kept up. Kept our, our, our some of our videos up. I don't know why. I'm looking through their channel right now to see. Is they got that, the most views, obviously. That may be, uh, I don't know, 2015 <laughs> World Police Fire Games got 68 views. I think ours got seven. Um, seven views? Seven views on that oh, one. Oh, God. <laughs> now, it also aired on the local channel. See, I'm trying to even scroll back and find the... Uh, seven people. Jeez. Yeah, and, and keep it. There's, there's things on here that I don't know how it got. There's the first pick, seven years. Yeah, that's the only video they kept up on the wow. on the site was the first pick, and it says this was four years ago. Oh, wow. Four years yeah, ago. Yeah, okay, if that was four years ago, then definitely the stuff that we did on Google, was it, was it Google Hangout? Yeah, Google yeah Hangout. that was even longer that was, ago. That was definitely like six years, at least at least. Uh, five to six years ago, then yeah, I mean, we were young bucks at that point. Uh, but you so it's know. been a while. I mean, that's the thing. We've, we've I like how we spent like eight and a half minutes now just, just talking, talking about just ourselves. talking about ourselves. Yeah, um, but it's okay. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, though, is like I think with this, we're a little bit more mature in the sense of we know how to uh, produce and everything like that, and do a bunch of different uh, sure sure uh, things. We're not we're not more mature in the sense of how we talk about yeah, we're sports not better or yeah we're, exactly. That's why I looked at that, and the first thing on that iPad that you brought up was me basically doing the exact same thing that I am now, yeah, exactly. <laughs> which is pretty pretty bad. Um, but overall, I think uh, that the podcast, and like we said, is wild. Every, every time we were doing something, more so it was on WGMU because that was obviously a simulcast sure. um, at WGMU.com. So definitely check out that. Uh, that, so that WGMU one. Radio. Radio, okay. okay yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, gosh, what was the phone number? Do you remember the phone number? I do definitely do not. 800 646 no, that's that's one of six seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. hearing that too much. I don't, I don't remember that. I, one okay, I don't remember either. I said it a lot, but anyways, um, yeah, like legit. I remember doing that stuff, and people would sit there and say, "Yeah, how can we get your podcast?" And I'm like, "Well, you know, on YouTube." But everyone looks at YouTube on their phone, mm-hmm. and the problem with that is that YouTube on your phone, you have to keep it open. So it's like you can listen to it. I'm not a it. big YouTuber on my phone guy, but it seems like yeah. all these people are. Like my brother, his generation, like he's like, yeah, I only really watch or listen to stuff on my phone. I mean, like on YouTube and stuff like that. But how, like, they have to keep the app open, though, right? I know, and that's what they do. They just use up all their battery. I don't get that. I don't know. My brother, he he's like, yeah, you got to get the podcast up on YouTube. He's yeah. like, I'll watch it if it's on YouTube. Your like, brother said that? Yeah, yeah. Wait, so like your the, brother listens to your other podcast, but not this podcast. 
Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We got to get him on. Jeez. And he's a Wizards guy, so he'd be able to, and a DC United guy. He re- even wrote for our site at one point. That, uh, that one article back like four months yeah, ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. But he, uh, yeah, he won't, uh, it, it, it's, it's that generation, man. For some reason, they, they just watch on YouTube, which is crazy to me. Yeah, that, well, that's the thing is when, when, when we looked at it before, everyone said, where can we get your podcast? And I always told them, because I, I actually had a bunch of people from college and a bunch of people from around this area, family members, friends, all this kind of stuff saying, where can I get your stuff? And I was like, well, just look on YouTube and search this or that or whatever it was. And the funny thing was that everyone was like, okay, and they don't have YouTube app or whatever. It's just a bunch of complicated stuff. At least the Apple app for Apple phones comes, or the Apple podcast comes with your phone. Yeah. And Google Podcasts uh, or Google Play Music or something like that comes with the Samsungs and all those droids and all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, who knows? I mean, this is why I like this a lot better. Number one, yeah. it's a lot easier. And we're two lazy guys who like to eat and like to, uh, you know. <laughs> Too much, just basically, Yeah. And uh, it, it's a lot easier to put up and just load up. And now we got that website, which is going to be nice because me and you are putting a lot more stuff on there, which we're going to get to your piece a little bit later. Sure. That you put up a few hours ago. Um, and uh, definitely uh, th- this is just a lot easier because I think it's so much more reliable to just go on this thing and download it, and then it, then it deletes off your phone once you get to the end. Um, but uh, anyways, that's enough about our us. Uh, history. Yeah, enough about us, um, you know. But, uh, again, uh, this is the DC crossover, and uh, – I like how we usually say pre-show banter, but we just we didn't really banter. We were just talking about what our, our just, history of the show yeah, was. Yeah, just talking about our, our um, lives, our, our accomplishments, the yeah. first big Olympics, yeah. the greatest sporting event to ever occur in the history of the planet. Yeah, that was pretty – that was uh, – just, just going back and reminiscing on that. See, now we get to talk about things that uh, are not fun to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Two, yeah. Yeah, three of the four DC teams well, yeah, are well, not fun to talk well, about Yeah. Right well, Oh, three, three, the four. Oh well, yeah, the Nats. I guess you could say yeah, a little bit bullpen, of bullpen, bullpen. Yeah, oh yeah, that's, we'll get uh, to that. Yeah, there we'll we get to that. All right, let's start the let's show. Let's kick this thing off. It's a clown question, bro. And they're not even called Reese's Pieces. They're called Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces. <laughs> they're pieces of Reese's. I'm a man. I'm forty. I'm not. A, I'm not a kid. Write something about me. Playoffs. I just hope we can win a game. We're talking about practice, man. We're talking about practice. We're talking about practice. We ain't talking about the game. We're talking about practice, man. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. This is what's great about sports. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. Hello? You play to win the game. Hello and welcome to the DC Crossover right here on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Google Play Music. I hope you love our banter because that was basically just talking about ourselves, which no one else cares about because, you know what, in this world today, Mr. Simpson, my co-host of the DC Crossover, everyone is selfish. Everyone is selfish. Yeah, that's, that is. <laughs> you're, you're right. You're right. I'm with you on that. I, I just... Looking back at my uh, my YouTube self, I was dreamy, man. Are you really? I was dreamy four years ago. Jeez, yeah. that was. You got a new haircut today, right? Yeah, or... I did. I did shave off all the hair. I wanted to go with the uh, the portly jail attendant look. Oh, um, so I feel like I look like I uh, am a prison guard. You kind of you kind of remind me of the guy from. Uh, is it my What's name? This gonna is be? It, my name is Earl. What? No, <laughs> no, I can't remind you of that guy. No, I'm not talking about the portly part. Okay, I'm I'm talking... that guy's like 400 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, t- I'm also talking. 
talking about the the the, the head because because he doesn't have that haircut, but but he's usually that type of character in most of the shows. Like he's like he's like the like the prison guard. So the, Jace, the Jason Lee, like the his, main guy. Is that his name? You're talking about the main guy, not no no no, no. not the big fat guy, <laughs> not this guy. Yeah, you're that saying guy, I look that like guy, that, that guy? guy? Yeah, that guy. Ethan Supley. But he's, <laughs> but he's like 500 pounds in my I name. I didn't is Earl. say the portly part. I said that like the, like the head or. Actually, technically, you don't look like him. I'll oh, put it this way. Jesus when you Christ. Say, let's put it this way, okay? So, so you say... Okay, let me explain myself. So you, you say, said I look like this guy. <laughs> I, <laughs> this guy. Okay. This is, okay, let me explain myself, okay? I did. So you don't look like him. When you said you look like the prison guard, that's the first guy I think of when, I, when you think prison guard. Jeez. So that's like... The, Think of the occupation to the first guy that you think of, not what you look like t- to me of, of him. Okay. All okay. right. Well, think, think, you're not going to – nothing you say right now is going to help you out here. <laughs> Jamie Presley, though. Good looking. Who? Good looking girl. The girl who plays the main girl. Let me see. Jamie, you, I only watched remember like, Jamie Presley? She oh, plays like the main blonde. I love her. Yeah. <laughs> She's a beaut. Um, but anyways, this is the DC crossover. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're uh, going to talk sports. talk about all four major sports teams in the Washington, DC sports market. I am Mike Cerrone. Alongside me is Mr. Ben Simpson. As always, in this episode, we will get into a bit of the Redskins, a bit of the Wizards. And when I say sure. a bit, very small bits and pieces. And also a little bit of kibbles and bits, you could say. Uh, is that a good reference? Um, but anyways, sure. uh, then we go into the Washington Capitals. Capitals as their NHL postseason starts up here in the next couple of days. And then obviously we have the Washington Nationals and their struggles in the bullpen. We need to come up with like a nickname for their bullpen. Um, and uh, the, Res- the the Rosenthal bullpen. Absolute garbage. Uh, yeah, the garbage pen. Yeah. Um, but then, uh, yeah, we have to talk the about... The pig pen. Yeah, the pig pen. That's a great one. The yeah. pig pen. The, I'm going to title that in our, in our filled, filled with S-H-I, you know. Star. Yeah, uh, star. <laughs> to say the least. Um, but yeah, definitely we'll have to get into that. Um, obviously, they're four and four. As we record this show, they're playing the the Phils tonight, uh, Bryce Harper is going to be hosting the Nationals for the first time since leaving the Nationals. Um, and uh, definitely, he, he, he took it to us in the first couple of games. Five for seven, one home run, three RBIs, three walks. But we're going to get into that a little bit later and uh, definitely talk about our bullpen woes and also get into a little bit of uh, Phillies preview and so on and so forth of our thoughts of the Washington Nationals. But first off, Mr. Simpson, we have... The Washington Redskins, which we will get into and talk about possibly a trade that might be in the works. He's back. Adrian Peterson is going to help him. Look at the 33-year-old Adrian Peterson. is going to go down. This time, Jonathan Allen is around his legs. Six sack. He has started every game. The second-year player out of Alabama. And that are two guys the Redskins retained. One is Adrian Peterson, who they retained for two years, $8 million. And the other one is, should be, actually, I think Mr. Simpson would agree with me, the defensive captain of the next season. Yeah, I, th- I agree Jonathan with that. Jonathan Allen, which we will get to, obviously, closer to the season uh, when they get to that kind of stuff. But a brief moment 
in our show today will be focused on the Washington Redskins and the trade talks. Possibly, I mean, obviously they're not really talking, but the trade interest for Mr. Josh Rosen, who I believe got drafted last year, uh, I think it was 10th overall by the Cardinals, if I'm not mistaken, came coming out of UCLA, uh, very pro-style quarterback, had a terrible year, uh, which we won't even get into the numbers, but we want to talk about uh, Josh Rosen briefly real quick before we get into the Washington Reds, or Washington Wizards, excuse me, uh, and see... Uh, honestly, I haven't really talked to you, Ben, too much about Rosen because mm-hmm. we've kind of stayed away from the Redskins for the most part because we've had a lot of overlooking things such as uh, Bruce Allen coming out and talking and Doug Williams uh, saying a few idiotic words here yeah, and there. Yeah, we've been um, mainly talking about bad things. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a, this is a positive yeah. thing because right now uh, they actually posted on Bleacher Report. Um, I was going to go on Washington Post because they wrote an article not too long ago as well, uh, but they want me to pay money. And, of course, they're not going to get any money out of me. Um, but Bleacher Report had Peter King of Pro Football Talk said that Washington Redskin is his favorite in the clubhouse yeah. to acquire Josh Rosen from the Cardinals. And so far, uh, this is not what Peter King said, but I've been hearing on the radio over the past three days, Mr. Simpson, that they could possibly part with a second rounder this year and maybe a fourth or third rounder the following year in 2020. What are your initial thoughts? Yeah, because the whole the whole thing that comes down to the fact that, that Cliff Kingsbury, yeah. um, now the head coach with, with Arizona, they have the number one pick, and the talk is that Kingsbury would go with Kyler Murray, who he had recruited to Texas A&M. Yeah. Um, Texas Tech. Yeah. So when he was, so, so when he was coach at so Texas so Tech. So Texas schools out there. Yeah, when he was coach at Texas Tech, he he was trying to recruit Kyler Murray. Yeah. Um, and so, and he has, and when he was head coach at Texas Tech last fall, Kingsbury said he would draft Murray if he had yeah. the number one pick. Yeah, that sound, is it, um, is it a soundbite or just a, he had, just a quote? I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't recall which, but he definitely said that, and yeah, he's tried he to downplay it and kind of come back from it now saying, oh, Josh is our guy, blah, blah, blah. But I think it, you know, the, the, the thinking is that the, the Redskins would probably give a second-round pick for Rosen, um... And this could this this just is very intriguing because again this is the the quarterback situation that is so you know in flux and you know the Redskins trading for Case Keenum last month but that's not really a you know long term yeah. fix type guy yeah. and Rosen is looked at as possible you know quarterback of the future type guy and I think the Redskins would be great. You know, I think this would be a great move. If they could pull this yeah. off, um, I'd rather, you know, because with the 10th pick, I, I, you know, you, you still could get a quarterback, obviously, but is it going to be the quarterback of the future type guy or is it going to be a guy that you're going to give a shot to? And yeah. I don't know. I, I'd be more comfortable with a guy that's already spent one year in the pro system and Josh Rosen than gambling on, on an initial guy. So, yeah, if they can pull it off and g- you give up a second-round pick, sure, you know, what – is it worth that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And that's the thing is you look at this season, the Redskins have the 15th overall pick, and the problem with that is that they're not high enough to get grab a guy like a Dwayne Haskins for the most part. Sometimes uh, right now they're putting out mock drafts saying Haskins is going to drop. I don't think he will because usually quarterbacks, just look, look at last year, uh, they had like three or four that were drafted in the top ten. So we don't want the Redskins to trade up because there's no one like a last year's draft because last year you had uh, arguably a – a t- twice as better draft class for the quarterback position yeah. uh, as this year. Uh, I mean, you look at Kyler Murray. He was he's probably rated in the I mean, fourth or fifth of, of last year's draft class because you got Sam Darnold, uh, 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 Baker Mayfield, Josh. Ru- I mean, you got some guys in that draft class of last year 
that I mean, look at Lamar Jackson. He got picked in the first round. I mean, he, he sucks. I mean, that's, that's just point blank. So you're, you're looking at it, and quarterbacks get overdrafted every single year. And in my point of view in this situation is if they can part with a second and fourth, I would do that literally 99 out of 100 times. The only way I would not part with that is if somehow you had – uh, no third or fourth rounder this year or something like that. Or, sure. or you had no third. So you had to wait for like three days to get your next pick. That's the only way I would, I would, I would double take uh, this whole entire thing. But overall, in my uh, professional opinion, if you want to call it <laughs> that, um, I think you do this trade if you can. But honestly, I don't think it – I mean, per- personally, from what I'm hearing, it's not going to take place until closer to the draft yeah. because they still want to possibly uh, tinker with the thought of keeping Rosen and then drafting you know, somebody else like a Nick Bosa or somebody of that nature. But it's, it's literally been uh, foreshadowed for everybody that Kyler Murray, uh, with all, this, all these different things that are going on with him – uh, for the most part of his uh, his measurables and all that kind of stuff, that he is going to be the unanimous number one pick for the Cardinals because, I mean, this is honestly, think about it. If you have a new coach, you want the coach to have his pick at quarterback because that's going to be the best relationship. Mm-hmm. So if you draft this guy, Kyler Murray, from a guy that recruited him in college, Cliff Kingsbury, that's going to be the best relationship between him and and Kyler Murray between or or between him and Rosen, that's the biggest deal. And if you keep Rosen, you're basically keeping two pretty much rookie quarterbacks because Rosen came in uh, a couple games into last year and performed very poorly because their team sucked. Obviously, they have the number one pick. But overall, it's it, it's a situation where the Redskins cannot let this chance slip away because yeah. you can eat the Alex Smith money possibly have a high chance. This is a very low or very low ceiling, I would say, and a high floor for Josh Rosen because he's, you know, he got didn't get drafted in the top at least two quarterbacks. Uh, so some some teams didn't think that he was the best one out there last year. But you got to think about it this way and say this is a possibility to get a guy with, you know, three to four years left on his deal. Uh, I forgot. I think it might be four four years because he got drafted in the fourth in the first round. And there, there's something to do with that. I heard. Um, but you know, you get a guy for cheap that you obviously can say, oh yeah, we're going to quote unquote split money between him and Alex Smith. Not legally, obviously, because uh, they got the contracts. But you can say that Alex Smith is making 15 million. This guy's making 15 million or whatever. The, I don't even know what the, the number is. But you can say you can basically eat that money of Alex Smith because you're ba- you're paying this guy pennies. So that's yeah, the biggest no, thing. I, I think I, it's a big opportunity. I think it's a. I think it's one of the best opportunities that they have right now. Where I'd rather they gamble on a guy like Rosen than again than gamble on on a quarterback with the 15th pick. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I'd, I'd rather get an go asset for that. there. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. can get a defensive asset right there. Build. Whoa, watch it. Don't want to watch yeah, it. There. Yeah, I was kicking the table. You don't want to bump your knee there. Yeah. But like, 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 I don't want to interrupt you. But get your asset sure. there, and then all of a sudden you have uh, Jonathan Allen, Ron Payne. You got possibly Ruben Foster for maybe 10 games if he gets suspended six. We don't know yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you have a bunch of Alabama guys. You just got Landon Collins. You get another corner or something like that with that 15th pick, one of the top two corners in the draft. Take a, a a risk on that or get a nice pass rusher. I mean, that defensive front is going to be dominant. So, yeah. I mean, then all you have to worry about is the offense for free agents and all that kind of stuff. So, and then not to cut you off. We there. do want to mention also Skin signed a linebacker and a guard um, today. They made that announcement as well. Um, so, you have Andrew, was it Ankara and, and guard Celesi Yahada Tefe? You had, let's go with that. Well, sure, sure. So, uh, <laughs> I'm going to try for whatever that's worth. But, yeah. So, I mean, the thing that we're. Again, tracking here is as we get closer and closer to the draft is are the Redskins going to make a move for a guy like Rosen? And if not, what are they going to do with that draft pick and kind of what's the game plan from there? I feel like as 
Skins fans would be much happier with a Rosen move yeah. than um, trusting that will move the needle. What they have. As they say. It will. It will. And that's kind of what this next season is about. Because again, you, you, there's no Alex Smith going yeah. with Case Keenum and Colt McCoy and. You know, you, I mean, your you, wide receiving core is the exact same as of right now yeah. before the draft, and you got free agency coming up and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, not, again, not to cut you off, I'm just, I'm just like, you know, spitballing here a lot of stuff. But I mean, yeah. it's, it's just, it's just pretty crazy. I think, I, th- I think Rosen's got to be, got to be the move in, in my yeah. mind. So we'll, we'll kind of see how that plays out here. Again, we'll keep you updated. Um, I mean, again, some big moves have already been taking place as far as Landon Collins yeah. and. The, the you know signing uh, Rogers Cromartie and you know things like that. So we'll, we'll kind of see how the, how the rest of the offseason plays out. Yeah. Moving to another team that is heading close to <laughs> an offseason with their season ending. It's the Washington Wizards. Beal again gets an angle, throws it off the glass and scores. He's been phenomenal. Warren's third of the game. We're tied at 144. Beal. Nice move, lays it up, and scores! Oh my, 40 points for Bradley Beal. So it all ends tonight, this terrible nightmare that is the Washington Wizards here in the 2018-2019 season. The Wizards currently 32-49, and and hopefully after tonight, 32-50, and and in better draft position. Let's... It's really the only thing to talk about in terms of the Wizards <laughs> is kind of the fact that the season's ending. We're not really talking about the games right now because they don't mean anything. And the Wizards yeah. have been uh, not playing well either, even though they've been using a lot of bench guys. But let's see the important side of things. And let's check in on the NBA stock, um, the draft kind of rankings and things like that, where they are right now. And yeah. I know you have an update as far as kind of I do. where they have risen up as far as some of the recent kind of mock drafts. As of right now on tankathon.com, very, very cool site. Me and Ben kind of, I heard about this site before, never really went on it. Uh, but last week, we actually got a little bit of a glimpse at it uh, on our last episode of the DC Crossover. And right now, last week, they were, I think, around nine because they had New Orleans ahead of them and Memphis ahead of them. But because of their recent skids, Washington is now in the top six. So more ping pong balls being added. Uh, but overall, it's going to be a, a pretty nice little uh draft lotto we got going on because we have a chance to possibly even squeeze into the top four which i will take that yeah so right now i mean as we talked about last episode kind of we know the guys are going to be the first couple guys and and but the wizards are in this sort of position where they may be able to get one of the guys that you talked about and brandon clark from gonzaga um you know that could be a, a top six pick if they get him if they end up falling to top, or if they ended up uh, upgrading to top five, you have a chance of actually getting one of the Duke guys. Again, there's three of them: it's Zion, R.J. Barrett, Cam Reddish. Do the Wizards necessarily need one of them? No, I'd rather go with a Brandon Clark or a Jackson Hayes, as we've kind of talked about on this show. But they would be available. I don't think John Morant would fall to a five. But here's the fun thing as well: is we don't really know how the ping pong balls will play out. I mean, yeah. technically. The Wizards could get a top two pick or something like that, which would be unbelievable. This is like so, playing bingo. And that's what makes the lottery fun. Um, so that's why we got to definitely – you've got to keep your eyes on the lottery as when it happens um, because there is a chance now could the Wizards also fall down to like 10. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I – I mean, I just ran a sim lottery right now, and it has Wizards number one taking Zion Williamson. So, 
Nice. Which would be, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't want to get too excited for that scenario, but if Zion Williamson was drafted by the Wizards, I mean, it would be a game changer yeah. for the organization. Yeah. Um, I mean, that would be a game. He Even John Morant would be a game changer as well. Here's the thing. You look at Zion Williamson, and I'm kind of, I, I think, I'm not going to say he's overrated. You're a hater, though. I am, a little bit. You're a Zion hater, but, I, which is just unbelievable to me. <laughs> That's the thing, though, is I, I, I Zion... I'm a hater because you know he's an ACC and I'm a huge tech guy and stuff like that. But <laughs> yeah, Zion, yeah. think about it. And I'm not gonna like I said, I'm not gonna say he's overrated. But what I'm gonna say is that, like we said in the, in the past couple episodes, he's not. I don't think he is that type of trans tra- transcendent NBA type talent because he's not a LeBron. Yeah, because he's of not his, a LeBron. because of his size at six seven. Most all the guys now in in the NBA are six seven. And they're not, you know, pushing 285. Because you remember Big Baby Davis from from the Celtics? Sure. I don't think he was 6'7", but he was like 285. Yeah, but Big Baby Davis doesn't have the athleticism that that Zion Williams Or the shot. Yeah, that's another thing. I just think with Zion where, you know, you see him take a three every now and then. And sometimes it's a clanker or sometimes he somehow makes it somehow. And uh, I just think that... He did shoot 33% from beyond the arc. Yeah, I Um, I, I just think that if you look at Zion, he's just not... Uh, I mean, he's he's good. He's gonna be number one pick, no matter what. Yeah. But oh, for sure. He's he's the type of guy where I think he can help. Like if the Hawks get him or something like that, or the Suns, he's gonna help your team with a couple more wins, at least uh, maybe up to five wins, I would say. But he, I don't think he's just gonna be that that big of a factor when it comes down to all the NBA guys are these guys that are getting kind of drafted in the first, you know, twenty. Uh, picks or so, but you know he, he's going to be the number one overall pick. That, that's fine. If the Wizards get him. I, pro- I probably will be a fan. Um, but I, <laughs> I hope he goes to, like the Hawks or You'll something. Get like your that. Williamson uh, Duke jersey, right? Oh yeah, He'll yeah. Start I'll, wearing I'll, that I'll, around. I'll move right on that. But like like, like we said though, uh, if the Wizards somehow get a top three pick, either I would stick with Brandon Clark and take a flyer on him because of his his maturity, uh, being probably the oldest guy in the top ten picks at twenty two years old, or. Uh, you know, go for a John Morant. John Morant just—he just. So, I, I was sold on him uh, all day. And, and, and if you and get a guy like John Morant, then it's suddenly the wall trade possibilities are—you know—will be definitely thrown out there with a the new GM. Um, too, yeah. With a new GM, who again they haven't decided yet who that's going to be. They're looking at the Denver um, guy, and so and who was actually. Uh, under uh, Ernie at one point, I think previously or uh, earlier in his career, but yeah. um, which we can get to, into on another day as, as we, they kind of go through the, the possible GM candidates. But yeah, I think if you get because you know John Walls is going to be out for most of next season uh, because of the injury. Um, so if you get a guy like John Morant, I mean that that changes a lot of things as well. So there is Ooh, st- I just did two lotteries and or two Sims in the last three. John Moran going three to the Wizards. I mean, there's, there's <laughs> this there's, is too too much fun to do. You know, there's a chance, man. There's a chance. Oh, great. As long as you've got a chance, um, you know, anything can happen. Now, watch the Wizards fall down to like nine or something <laughs> yeah. like that, and they, get, and they go get uh, you know the guy from what is it Senegal or something. Or they like get like here. Kobe White, and yeah. you're just like, we don't need Kobe Re- yeah. or Romeo Langford. Yeah, or something I think, like I think that. we'll pass that. But yeah, definitely, we'll have uh, uh, Rashad Mobley on the on the sure. you know the docket here next week, possibly next week. Hopefully, we're trying to uh, nail that down. He yeah. writes for Forbes and also Truth About It as well. Yeah, um, we'll do the whole Wizards season recap and kind of, again, kind of going back to what went wrong and uh, you know everything. Um, the update on the Wizards, they suck. So there yeah, you go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they they have, lost in New York. They have one game left on, on the season, and that's against the Celtics. That's tomorrow night, 7 o'clock 
in uh, D.C. On for some reason, here's the, here's the the last thing that that's pretty incredible is the fact that so Dwayne Wade is going to be playing his final Heat game against the Sixers on that same night, yeah. and the Wizards and Celtics got the national TV game, the I TNT know. game, yeah, which is hilarious. Heat fans are salty. Oh, yeah. Salty. You have the 32-win Wizards going against the Celtics on TNT. Yeah. Yikes. And, and then the funny thing is, is that the Wizards' last win, uh, a guy that they didn't want to play pretty much the entire season, Troy Brown Jr., who I've been advocating for, played 42 minutes, shot over 50%, had 24 points, seven boards, and, I mean, it's like you look at it, it's like, where, where was he the entire season? You didn't even let him play, and all of a sudden he goes out there and you give him 42 minutes and he scores, he scores 24 and 7, uh, and 5 from 7 from, from deep. So yeah. uh, I just think it's kind of funny, too, because you, know, you look at his lineup, Sato, Beal, Bryant, Troy Brown Jr., if, if, if possible, Jabari Parker yeah. to start, and then Bobby Portis. And like, like you said, they're going to get the national televised game over, you know, a, a, a Hall of Famer playing his last game. Oh, it's uh, hilarious. It, it, it's kind of, it makes it's me kind laugh. It makes you know? me laugh. I mean, it's it's terrible. They shouldn't uh, have done that, but it makes <laughs> me laugh. Yeah. Now terrible. let's get into some uh, a team that is on the hunt for another cup. It is the Washington Capitals. John Walton, as always, the radio voice of your Washington Capitals on that call back last year in their coast for the Cup. And right now, the Washington Capitals have literally a big series coming up against Carolina. Uh, I think that we kind of got a godsend uh, because we're going to real quickly talk mostly about the Capitals, obviously. Uh, But what I would like to honestly get into, Ben, um, first off, before we get into our Washington Capitals, sure. is our favorite matchups, um, obviously, that we can just uh, pinpoint real quick. We don't have to talk in, in depth about them, obviously, because this is a DC crossover. It's not the Vegas podcast. Um, but literally, you're looking at some of these matchups, and we'll start with the East. What is your favorite matchup? Because there's two on the docket that are pretty intriguing. Yeah, th- for for me, I like uh, the Bruins-Leafs matchup. Yeah. I think that has, it has some star power. Um, it's got... You know the possibility of going um, to six or seven games. Oh yeah. Um, you know they played last year. There was a three-game suspension, um, and this this could be a, a pretty interesting. And then you got John Tavares now thrown in the mix as well. I mean this 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 could be very interesting. I mean this yeah. is two straight seven-game series uh, between these two teams. So I think for me, I like that matchup in the first round as far as being something. But I will also say the Sharks and Knights is a pretty fun matchup, We're not to the too. West yet, man. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Start, East. Starting with East. East Coast, so, man. So, so Bruins and Leafs. <laughs> Bruins and Leafs are, are, yeah. are is my matchup to watch. Yeah, and that, especially in that, in that whole entire matchup, Boston outscoring Toronto in their four games, 16 to 10. So right now, Boston has the Leafs number at 3-1-0 and against them in the, seri- in, in the season. And my matchup to watch out for is Barry Trotz going against 
Pittsburgh again with the Isles. Uh, the Isles having a great season this year. Last year, they sucked. They lost their best player in Tavares, like you just mentioned, Ben. And really, they just had one of the best seasons, I would say, in their entire you know past two decades because of the sole fact that you got this coach. Somehow, a godsend for them. They got a coach that just won a Stanley Cup for one of their rivals in the East, in the Washington Capitals. And, and, and they just got him as a head coach, and they locked him up. Mm-hmm. And look what happened. They were supposed to have a down year, and, hey, they're, they're, they're rocking up there in Brooklyn or wherever the heck they play nowadays. And literally, they have 103 points. They were supposed to have maybe like 80 or something like that, some of that nature, and then, and then it's, they've just overachieved. So now they have home ice advantage over the Pittsburgh Penguins, who are kind of on a downswing as well. And uh, right now the series is tied, they're saying, at 2-1-1 one, and one, uh, for both teams. So that's going to be a very intriguing one as well. Uh, the first matchup was October 6-3 New York. Uh, and it ended up going to two shootouts, put it that way. So you got basically a blowout from New York, a blowout from Pittsburgh, and two shootouts. So pretty even, to say the least. So that's the East right now and the two best matchups we see over there. Let's look over to the West. I'll start it out, and I'll mention Nashville and Dallas. I told, told you this off air. You got Dallas and one of the best offensive duos in the entire NHL and Tyler Sagan and uh, Jamie Benn. And those two guys, and they also got a nice young defenseman. I can, I can never pronounce his name. Uh, it might be easy, but I, I'm going mind blank right now. I'll have to get my buddy on the phone who's a Dallas fan. Uh, but literally, Dallas and Nashville, That's I heard that, and, and, and I was like, that's going to be a matchup I might have to tune into, at least when they're in Nashville, as I told you before, because you know, in Dallas, it's going to be weird game times and all that kind of stuff. I don't like the West Coast crap. But the Nashville with Pecorine, uh, and I, I hope Pecorine is still – I mean, like I said, I don't comp- I don't pay attention to the West too much. Sure. But hopefully he's still playing we're for We're DC-focused yeah. <laughs> podcast. Exactly, exactly. We're not going to be fully up to date so, on our But just seeing ones. Sagan and Ben go yeah. against a nice, good goalie and Rene, it's going to be so much fun, especially with that Nashville crowd and Dallas, uh, another getting a, hopefully getting one of their first tastes of the postseason in a while. So that's going to be a good one with the Predators right now, 3-2-0, two, two of those five games going to overtime. Yeah, I like Sharks and Knights. Um, that's a good one for yeah. that. That uh, you know they they played last year. There was it was six games, um, and I think I think the, the interesting thing is the fact that you know San Jose actually has the league's worst goaltending, had the lowest team save percentage in the NHL, and the second best offense going against the Golden Knights and Flurry, obviously yeah. MAF. Um, and this this could be very interesting. Uh, two great arenas. Uh, you do have, um, you know, uh, some game seven probabilities in there too. I mean, this, this overall, I think this is a, this is a good matchup. Yeah. And and not to mention, I I forgot to mention before the goalie that the Dallas stars picked up, uh, not to mention Ben Bishop. He had that whole entire shutout streak that was going on for, I think I forgot how many games it was, uh, but he's actually one of the top seven goalies in the league right now. So that's going to be a, a fun one to watch out for as well, uh, yeah. not to mention. But uh, he's, he's definitely one of the best goalies out there. His save percentage this year, I think, might lead the league. Nine or 93% save percentage, which is pretty wow. damn good uh, for uh, Ben Bishop, also playing for the Lightning before. But this is going to be fun, Ben. I'm telling you right now, this is going to sure. be fun. Uh, in, a, in an exciting overall uh, playoff series. But let's get to the Washington yes. Capitals in their first-round matchup. We won't spend too much time on this because of the sole fact that the Caps have been dominating the, 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 the Hurricanes. And uh, I, think, I think they're also trying to... But I will say, have you seen the the experts are kind of using this series as the upset pick? No I've way. Seen, I've seen some... It's a popular ups because... 
they, it's a popular upset pick, which is unbelievable. I mean, just, you know, if you're in like a pool or bracket or something yeah. like that for a first round, if you're trying to gain. Now, I don't know how many of the expert experts are picking that, but I think this is one of those things. People are looking at this series and rooting for the team from Raleigh to possibly pull off a right. cap. So, now, will that happen? I don't think so. Yeah. You don't think so. Um, but I think it's just it's from – I think I saw a note earlier that it's a quote-unquote popular upset Well, pick. you can you – can, you can, Look at it as an upset because we just talked about four series of the of the eight right there. Yeah. So we basically talked about half the series being you know seven game series because they're so good teams. Uh, so it's I, I think it, there's only a, a few that you can call upset. You know Tampa Bay is not going to get upset by Columbus. That's just a given. Colorado and Calgary. No one even knows where Calgary is, so no one even cares about that matchup. And then you know you got Winnipeg, St. Louis. Both have 99 points, pretty even on that front. So this is one of the biggest point discrepancies. Uh, that you see on here, because if Carolina was out in the West, you could say that they possibly wouldn't be as good. Um, but overall, you got to give them their props. They made it to the playoffs, and that's how it is. But looking at this matchup, Caps, uh, you know, 4-0-0. Uh, they, you know, they beat them in the shootout early on in the season in December. They had two games in December and then two games in March, uh, you know, just not too long ago. And Washington uh, blew them out 4-1 and then won 3-2. So in this game, I mean, or in this series, Ben, uh, right now, before we kind of uh, delve a little bit more into it next week and stuff like that, once we have a couple games under our belt and we head back to Carolina uh, after once we record next week, what do you think is the big catalyst for this Caps team, uh, number one, to start the playoffs, and then number two in this particular series? Yeah, I mean, I think it all comes down to the star power. I think it yeah. comes down to the guys that have been here before and they know what they're doing at this stage. And I think it comes down to the OVs and the Oshis and, you know, those types of guys, guys like Wilson to set the pace physically, of course. Um, so I think, you know, that's kind of to me where I think this will come into play is just the fact that um, – you know, it's all about the guys that have because they're going against a Carolina team that, you know, it's these young, you know, young gun guys and yeah. all this stuff. And so I think um, I think you got to look at uh, the caps and the experience that they have at this stage and kind of give them the edge on that sort of thing. Yeah, I, I definitely think that as well. I mean, you, you look at some of the guys that, that they have on Carolina. I mean, obviously, everyone knows who Justin Williams is. He played for the caps for a few seasons, and he didn't really do too much with us and whatnot. But the biggest thing with him is that he's going to be one of their postseason leaders out there, but his plus minus is a, is a minus four. So, I mean, is he slowing down a little bit? Because that's one of the worst plus minus on their team. I think it's third or fourth worst mm-hmm. on their team with plus minus throughout the season. But like you said, a couple young guns and, and whatnot. So we'll have to see uh, what they do. Um, as a whole, but in their goaltending situation, I mean, you remember back in the day they had uh, Cam Ward who stood on his head, different, different, did different stuff like that. Yeah. And really, uh, th- this season's kind of a, a split. You had uh, Peter uh, Mirzak. And I, he, he played for the Red Wings, didn't he, for, for a time? Mm-hmm. And uh, and how, how was he then when, when, when you watched him? It, it was just surprising that the, Red, the, the Wings would let him go. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was kind of what he was supposed to be, kind of the young guy. that. Uh, but then, you know, the Wings were rebuilding, so it just didn't really work into their plans, yeah. I guess. And so you got, you got him and you got Curtis uh, McKenney, whatever the hell his last name is, McKenney or something like that. Uh, and they both have decent save percentages, uh, but overall it's, you know, it, it's, a, it's a team that, that went out there 
here, and and they only play, play pretty damn well this season. They, they I just think they kind of uh, overstepped their bounds, uh, if you want to put it that way, or you want to put it in a, in a way that you know they, they played real good this season and real well, but they didn't they didn't really shine like a lot of teams like the Caps did, or even like the Islanders did, at least in the East. I mean, they're coming in. A nice little hot streak. They won 4-1, 3-1, and 4-3. Obviously, they had two little gimmies at the very end of the season. Now, honestly, that that's probably the best situation they had right there is have New yeah. Jersey and Philly uh, yeah. to be their last two games when the when the playoff seedings were on 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 the on the brink right there. But the biggest thing is, is I think this is kind of also matching up kind of how Grubauer and Hopi did last year. Obviously, Mirzek is pr- that's how you pr- pronounce it, right? Mirzek. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I just want to make it sure. I'm not saying it wrong the entire time. <laughs> He's kind of pretty much the bona fide starter. But the problem is that, you know, you look at McKinney, he, him, him and Mirzak have been trading off. I'm looking at it right now. It's literally McKinney, Mirzak, McKinney, Mirzak, McKinney, Mirzak, McKinney, Mirzak. And then you have Mirzak against Toronto and New Jersey, and you have McKinney. It's like you don't have that many back-to-backs where they always have those situations where they have, you know, a guy that's, uh, you, know, you know, tired. They want to give him some rest or whatever. But they're, they're alternating positions every single time uh, to – I don't know if they know who their goalie is or, or who they, you know, prefer. But it's kind of like a situation where – you know, who are you going to prepare for? Because, you know, I mean, obviously you have two goalies, kind of like a Grubauer did last year where he came in during the, at least the regular season and did work as a backup role. But honestly, what, what do you think for their, in their goalie situation? Obviously, because like I said, you know Mirzek uh, yeah. anyway because you were a Detroit fan. Too. Yeah, that's that's kind of the, one of the interesting storylines as well. Is I, I, don't, I don't know who they've announced that they'll, they'll want to kind of go with yeah. um, and kind of lean on the most. It might be just a, a feel thing as far as, hey, you know, let's throw one guy out there, give him a couple games and kind of see what happens um but but again i just don't see this being a a trouble series for the caps i I just don't if they do have problems that's that's not a good sign for the caps in general if they have trouble with carolina here because it's going to get tougher from here on out um and this is the first time carolina has been in the playoffs in 10 years i mean it's 2009 so i i I just got to think i'm not worried about this series really um i think as far as predictions go, um, I'll say five games. Yeah. Um, you know, I think maybe Carolina will be able to steal one um, at home. I like it. But I think for the most part, I think the Caps can get this done in five. Yeah, and then the last thing about the Hurricanes is so far uh, the Philly game, you can't really, you know, you don't want to look at that because Philadelphia didn't really have anything to play for. Uh, but leading up to uh, from the Caps series or Caps two games, I guess you could say, on March 26th and 28th, they played Philly, Pittsburgh, Toronto, and New Jersey, and they only let in five goals, but the Caps scored seven in two games. And they only let up five goals in four games mm-hmm. of those four teams. And also a big thing is they've only played one home game in the last four games, so they're going to play another two on the road. So hopefully that tires them out as well. But just like you're saying, I like five games. Pretty good. Pretty good prediction there, in my opinion. Uh, five games, maybe six if uh, you know a goalie – you know, stands on his head, like I said, spins around and somehow saves something. Yeah, but, but even then, but I like feel you, like... But like you said, though, they're scoring so, so mm-hmm. many goals against the, 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 the Hurricanes in general, so it doesn't really matter because they're outscoring them. Uh, I'm, I'm going to do the math right now. I mean, they scored six, three, four, and three, so they're scoring at least three goals a game against mm-hmm. Carolina, and you could honestly think that the defense has stepped up a little bit since the Kempney injury, and they can hold off Carolina's somewhat mediocre offense. I would right. think so. I would think so. I think... You know, will will it be panic button time if Carolina yeah. takes two of the of the games? No, I I, I think the Caps. 
I mean, if they, it ends up getting dragged out to six or seven, I think the Caps are the team that has the experience. Yeah. They were here last year. They're the defending Stanley Cup champions. They have basically the same team. I think they're the ones I would lean on in, in, a, in a tough game rather than the, the Carolina team, which has put on a nice show for the fans this year. I mean, good for yeah. them to get back in the playoffs, but that's a bad draw for Carolina having to face the Caps. Exactly. Then, obviously, the next round, if they get past Carolina, which we both think they will, mm-hmm. they will either play the Isles of New York and the Pittsburgh Penguins, one of those two teams. So that's going to be a, yeah. a hell of a. I mean, I'm telling either you, either one, either one of those that's gonna be fun will series, be fun. Man. It's going to be a trot versus thing. the team that the Caps have to get by every single playoff yeah. season, pretty much. And yeah. I mean that that, that that could be that could be a while. So that, I mean that that's that's definitely a series the Caps will keep an eye on. Yeah. Um, while they're playing theirs. Yeah, definitely. My last thought before we move sure. on to the Washington Nationals is. That I believe, honestly, the the catalyst for the Washington Capitals, as you said, the stars. I'm going to go with honestly Carl Hagelin because if Carl Hagelin, which he, I mean, he demolished us so many times in the playoffs for Pittsburgh. I want to see him uh, really against any other team besides us in the playoffs because he, he he's on the PK and that's going to be a real big deal. Is obviously our PK was uh, kind of a, a roller coaster ride for the most of the year, you know, up and down, up and down. You know, we we, we you know we we killed off like 18 straight penalties and all of a sudden we had you know a, tw- a six of 12 go by us or whatever it may be we need to see him step up and see if he can get a couple goals or two or even try to be kind of our Devonte smith Pelly of last year sure um, you know sure that's a, a good point yeah being our big uh pk guy and then scoring a couple crucial goals on the third and fourth line so we shall see uh what the caps do um, but obviously, this Thursday and Saturday are the first two games. Thursday night game and a Saturday at 3 p.m. game. So definitely tune in to your Washington Capitals. Nice little and Saturday now, afternoon. Yep. Nice. Oh, oh, it's going to be a nice afternoon because I got spring break coming up, man. I got a whole series of caps. Watch out liquor stores nearby. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I've already loaded up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But moving on to our current team that is going to be on the docket here not too long from now, about 40 minutes from now. So we will try to end it so Ben can go home and Watch it. The Washington Nationals. Three balls, two strikes, the pitch. Swing it a long drive. Deep left field. It is the Washington Nationals. Baseball season is upon us. Since we last did the show, the Nats played a two-game set against the Phils. And then three games against the Mets Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday. So we haven't done a show since the uh, initial Harper game and the, the Philly matchup because I believe we did the last episode last Monday. So, yeah, and, and you can read about my experience at that Harper oh, yeah. game up on our site at uh, dccrossover.com. So then that split the series against the, against the Phils um, and then had an opportunity, really, to sweep the Mets if they were able to win on Saturday, but unfortunately lost six to five. So beat the Mets four nothing on Thursday, lost six to five on Saturday, and then yesterday a squeaker somehow. It was twelve one, ended up being twelve to nine. So the Nats <laughs> right now the funny thing is is with all the doom and gloom and things like that, the Nats are at five hundred. Yeah. They're four and four. Um, you know, it's early, it's eight games in, but there has definitely been some troubling signs here early on, and it's a, something that everybody is talking about. Yeah. Um, if you're a Nats fan, you know what's going on, and it's this this Nationals bullpen. Let's give you an example of what happened yesterday 
in the game. So this was a game that was 12-1. to <laughs> In the seventh inning, the Nats gave up five runs. In the ninth inning, the Nats gave up three runs. Here's the pitchers that pitched in that game. We had... Sure, uh, Scherzer pitched a you know pretty solid game. Actually, some of the runs that he inherited later were because of Matt Grace giving up some some runs in. So you had Grace pitch and give up two earned runs. Could have been more. You had Rosenthal still sitting at an infinity ERA. He has not recorded a <laughs> single out, so technically he has not pitched a, a single inning. You had Wander Suero, who actually did okay, pitched an inning, struck out a couple, didn't do too bad. You had Joe Ross come in, give up a three-run bomb, and then you had Doolittle forced to shut the door at the end. So this was, again, a 12-1 game heading into the bottom of the seventh. Sean Doolittle in all, you know, should have been able to head in the car and drive to Philly to get prepped for the next night's game, and yet he had to pitch in this game in the ninth because it was a three-run ball game. The Nats' bullpen is in shambles. Even besides Suero, who did pitch well today, he hasn't been pitching great this season. He's got a 13.50 ERA. You had Joe Ross make his first appearance of the season and not look good. I mean, Mike, this bullpen, we talked about it last week. We talked about it this weekend. Things are not looking any better. Even my guy, Justin Miller, who had been looking great, his ERA has ballooned up to four. Literally, Bearclaw, I think, is the only guy with an ERA under three right now out of the pen. I think he's at two-point-something. This has been ugly. It's, I mean, ugly <clears throat> is the easy it's way It's the to pig say it. pen, man. It's, it's, yeah, it's the pig pen. It's Honestly, I mean, we need to trademark that because I've heard poopy pen and stuff like that. Pig pen is actually a very, very nice touch, Mr. Simpson. But I appreciate that. You're, you're welcome. <clears throat> Looking at the regular season so far stats of the Nats. Sure, who, sure. Obviously, our record... You know, four and four, not too great, but obviously should have been better. Oh, could have been worse. I think we we possibly should have two more wins. Uh, obviously, in, in that sense, but you're looking at the ERA, okay? And now I honestly think that this is not uh, recording Trevor Rosenthal because obviously, how can you, you know, uh, how, how can you his, calculate his infinity? ERA is literally infinity. <laughs> it is literally star, star, star because I can't calculate it yet. Um, if his ERA was in here, I think it would be a lot higher, but. They are 30th out of 30 major league teams for relief ERA, and it is not even close. The funny thing about this, Ben, the worst team is the Chicago Cubs, or the second worst team, I should say. And the funny thing about the Chicago Cubs is that I actually saw see them every single night losing, and somehow they have an okay record. I mean, I don't know how that's possible, but the Chicago Cubs have an 8.37 ERA. Now, you're probably looking at the stat on your computer right now. If you are, then, then are you? I should just ask you. No. Okay, good. No. All right, thank you. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trusting you, but I know them. So I have watched a few Cubs games this season, yeah. and I know their bullpen has also been an issue. Yeah. But their bullpen's been an issue, but at the same time, 8.37 is theirs. What are the Washington Nationals' ERA in the bullpen? I thought I heard somebody say they're close to 12. 10.8. Okay, okay. 10.8. That's, That's two so points, like 4-3 four, four, or whatever the heck the, the number. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's so 2.43. That's 2.43. 2.43 is the, let's see, that is about the third best ERA with the San Francisco Giants. 2.38 is their ERA as a whole bullpen. 
the the the, the Nats are 2.43 away from the second worst in the in the, in the league, not just the National League, the whole entire Major League Baseball. That is embarrassing. Now you look at the batting average against. That's almost even worse. Obviously, you look at that and you look at the, some of the nice bullpens. Toronto, 177 batting average against. I wish we could have that. That'd be immaculate. Then you look at Washington. They are 30 points less than the Baltimore Orioles, who everyone said, and as right now, legit at like 60 wins this season. Mm -hmm. A team has 60 wins. Our team is projected to have around 90, and the Baltimore Orioles have a better batting average against at 333 in their bullpen. We have 365. That is legit pig pen all day, every day. And the funny thing is, Mr. Simpson, Baltimore's relief pitching has pitched 40 innings. We've pitched 23. And if, if that is, is a big tell right there, that, that's 17 innings. 17 innings. That's, that's, that's almost two ball games. It's bad. <laughs> We've played it's eight bad. games. I mean, we saw it yesterday with the fact that Max Scherzer was uh, left in to pitch in a blowout game yeah. in the seventh. And that just shows you because of how much Davey Martinez doesn't have any trust in this bullpen. Is exactly. You throw a guy like Max Scherzer for longer than he needed to because they kind of had to. And Sean Doolittle's coming into games in the eighth inning because they did the seventh and eighth, they just have no answer in that bullpen. There's no confident guys. And I, I, so yesterday on the broadcast, FP talked about this, FP to Santangelo, who does color commentary for the Nats on Masson, who you either hate him or you love him. I'm more in the camp of I don't really like him. Um, Agreed. Please, thank you. And Jeez, he he was Bring talking back Rob about Dibble. Please, yeah, he was talking about how um, uh, you know Rosenthal, you know, is such a great story, and you know, came back from all these surgeries, and they like him a lot. He's a really nice guy, and he was like, how normally I wouldn't say, hey, this is baseball. You know, we got to just move on and stuff like that. But because he's such a good guy, we got to keep him around. No, you know. It comes down to the fact that the guy, the guy came into the game yesterday and literally threw balls over the umpire and the catcher all the way to the backstop. <laughs> There's something mentally wrong with Trevor Rosenthal. It happens in baseball. We've seen it. It's called the yips where guys just mentally aren't there. You know, they can throw great in warm-ups, throw great in spring training, but when they get on the mound, it all just goes to hell. And Rosenthal is dealing that with, with that right now, and he is right now occupying a reliever spot in the Nats bullpen that – should not be his. Yeah. It's as simple as that. I mean, yes, the guy throws 98. You know, he's he had a good, pretty good spring. He's he's looked at all this potential. But if the guy has an infinity ERA and he's had four or five appearances, you know what that means? Let's bring him down to AAA. Let's bring up somebody and give somebody else a shot. And the Nats just seem to be too. And Davey, they're all just too in love with Trevor Rosenthal to just tell the truth and the fact that, hey, this guy's costing us ball games. Yeah. He only pitched seven pitches, I think, yesterday, one through one strike before Davey pulled him out. And again, literally was throwing balls to the backstop. This is a this is a team that's supposed to contend for a World Series. Yeah, okay, it's eight games into the season, but every game matters in this division. And I just don't think that we should sit around and pretend, hey, let's play you know happy time with Trevor Rosenthal and just you know let him co go out there yep. whenever he wants and throw balls to the backstop. I think it's hey, let's let's throw you down to AAA, maybe get you some confidence, strike out some guys down there, prove that you deserve a spot in this team, and let's bring up somebody else that does. I mean. Well, that's crazy. Well, that's the thing that you and I mentioned before is that he was supposed to be that guy with Bear, Kyle Bearclaw as being the 
hey, this is going to be your your time, seventh, eighth inning, you know, and then set up Sean Doolittle and, you know, go to work. And that's how it's supposed to be. <laughs> supposed to, yeah. And, and, and you see Kyle Bearclaw, he, he had a rough couple first first games. But he's been fine. Well, yeah. yeah. He's only five hits in four and a, four and a, and a third inning. He's and, the best reliever ERA-wise besides Doolittle. Yeah, and, that, and that's the thing. As you look at it, it's like, he, he literally, I mean, he three strikeouts, three balls, or, or walks, excuse me, and his average isn't that great. Uh, but like, like we said before, honestly, he came in here and he had a great season. And the problem is Trevor Rosenthal is coming off, you know, Tommy John, so he hasn't pitched in a year. And, you know, people are saying that's an excuse. Yes, it's an it's a excuse, but it's not an excuse to pitch four in four major league baseball games and not record a single out when you when you literally have let up four hits and seven runs it's like historically bad it's one of the worst amount of pitches uh, i think i think it was like the amount of batters he's faced versus the fact that he has not recorded an out it, like yeah. it's historically bad well, I think obviously i mean I th- his average is a thousand i mean it's it's unbelievable and it's it, and it's again how long this has been a constant problem with with Mike Rizzo and and with whoever the coach is, is the fact that they spend a lot of money in a lot of other places, which is great. I mean, some of these acquisitions have been great. Jan Gomes and stuff like that. It's like, okay, this is is good. But the place that they're just not spending the time and the money and the effort is the bullpen, and then it comes back to bite them, and then they get off to a bad start, and, you know, this is what what happens. And, yes, it's 8 out of 162, but it's 8 that the Nats could be 5 and 3 or 6 and two right now and they're not they're second to last in the division while these other teams are laughing at them in the NLE so you know the guy who's been thrown out there nonstop is Craig Kimbrell and uh, he's just dangling out there as a free agent now I know the Nats don't want to go over the luxury tax but guess what I would at the end of the day if you ask you know the ownership would you rather go over the luxury tax um, and win a World Series or would you like to not be under the luxury task, tax and not? And that's that can come down to the difference because when you look at these past couple World Series winners and these teams that go deep in the playoffs, it's all about the bullpen. Yeah. Would you be comfortable going into a playoff series right now with Trevor Rosenthal and Wander Suero and Matt Grace? I don't think so. <laughs> the funny thing is Matt Grace has the most appearances so far. It's unbelievable. And He's the- pitched in <laughs> six games, I think. Six games. He only has three innings pitched, which... I mean, honestly, that's that's a lot lower than some of these other guys uh, that you see on here. Like, a, uh, I mean, honestly, Bearclaw has five games pitched. He has four innings to, or, or five games and uh, four total innings. I mean, it's just you look at some of these things like Tony Sip. He, I, you know, I I gave him a, a half pass. I guess you could sure. say when I was texting you the other day because he 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 came in you know spring training with like two games left in spring training. You know, it's not really an excuse. He's put in tough, but, but why? Why is this a situation where we've got Trevor Rosenthal who hasn't pitched yeah. for a year? You got Tony Sip who's been sitting on his on his butt for the you entire say, spring, sitting on his ass the whole spring. <laughs> why are these the guys? Why are these yeah. the guys for a World Series well, contender? Like you said with Matt Grace, he's he's pitched six games and he's let in five runs so i mean his era is 13.5 the average against him is 444 i, I like i was it was so funny to me when i texted you uh, yesterday because i was in dc helping jen's brother with something and uh and i got finally got to a bar and i got to watch like the last you know couple innings i saw scherzer pitch like one batter uh so that's like the time i got to start watching it and i i laughed because i messaged you and i said just watch this game go 12 to 8 and yeah. all of a sudden you know a three-run homer from matt grace or something it's just like, like it was can, can, uh, can you can you just not let up home runs? Can you pitch the ball down and, 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 and outside or something like that and paint the black or do something? But, but like you said, Rizzo, the problem is that Rizzo said 
that he basically can fix the bullpen at any time because there's so many guys out there. Then why aren't we doing it? Yeah, I that's mean, the problem. You, 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 you cannot. <laughs> well, the funny thing is we're only two games back, which is yeah. surprising with our bullpen being this horrible, letting in 10, uh, 10.8 ERA with, again, 2.43 ERA to the next team up, which is embarrassing. But literally you look at it and say, we need to be doing something because our, our starters are doing pretty well. Anibal Sanchez didn't have a great outing. Obviously, he got hurt in that outing, but he's going to be pitching tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll have to see how he does in the second outing. But Strasburg, great outing with nine Ks. Uh, last game, went in the seventh inning. Scherzer, he's had three games so far. His record is one and two, but that's garbage. Uh, but overall, he has uh, a pretty damn good resume as a whole. He's averaging nine Ks uh, a game now with th- 28 strikeouts so far. Sure. I mean, then you're looking at Patrick Corbin. He had a great he had starters nine, have been he awesome. Nine, he had nine Ks last his last start too. So they're doing doing so well but then when you get to the I mean I think you said it yourself you said I've never sweated I think you said you've never sweated uh, not in your life because you sweat all the time time. like I hear you all say all the time but (laughs) but you never sweated a uh, it was a a 10 run lead in your life before or something like that there would be times I feel like watching baseball where if my team's up 10 runs I'm turning off the game yeah I'm switching it off I'm going I'm watching or I'm switching to a different game or I'm you know I'm not worried I told I told Jen's brother I said because he's a he's he lives in Detroit Detroit. He was in town, and I told him, I said, because he doesn't know anything about the Nats, because he doesn't sure. watch the Nats. He watched the Tigers. But literally, I started laughing because I said, I looked at him. I said, uh, I said, uh, oh, Nats game is on, and uh, and he was like, yeah, they're up by twelve, or they're up twelve one. That's that, that's awesome. And I said, yeah, it's the first game I haven't got to watch, and they scored twelve runs. And he was like, oh, you got that one in the bag. I said, well, don't, oh, yeah. hold your horses there, big boy. There is no game <laughs> that is in the bag for the Nats right now yep. at all, and that's the scary thing. And look, again, we keep saying it; it's early. The Nats could win two games over the Phillies the next two days, and then now we'll have the same record at six and four. Yeah. But here's the thing, uh, you know, starters and hitters, those can all you know fluctuate and get better. But the bullpen, yeah. you don't see a lot of giant jumps in the bullpen to be able to go from terrible to really good throughout a season with the exact same guys. Um, that's just not something you traditionally see in baseball. Uh, starters can get better. Hitters can get hot and cold. But bullpen arms don't just magically start striking guys out left and right and, and, and get extremely better. They may improve a little bit. But for the most part, if these are the guys the Nats are going to move forward with, I don't see this bullpen getting very uh, very better or getting much better. Yeah. So I... Well, that's another big thing. Yeah. Not, not to interrupt no, you. No, no, you're fine. That's another big thing is that... You look at where we're at in the standings right now, and again, we, we keep saying eight games, eight games, whatever it may be. But I've I've been known to you know, to harp on Davey, especially last year. But I gave him, you know, it's a first year. We'll mm-hmm. see how he does next year. And so far in the eight games, he has made mistakes. We've both mentioned that before. But the the bullpen is not his fault. Yes, he can he can manage who goes in. So obviously, you know, bringing in Trevor Rosenthal wasn't probably the, the you know the best option. But a 12-1 game, you can give him the ball and say, hey, if you let up five runs and we can figure it out, we're still up by you know 20. Yeah. But yeah. at the same time, I'm going to give him a pass on the bullpen. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I won't give him a pass on certain other things that we talked about uh, you know, off air and stuff like that. But literally, when it comes to the bullpen, that, this is yeah, the biggest issue. Yeah, he doesn't build that pen. Yeah, you, have, you, have to, you have to say this is on the players because, yes, if someone goes into a slump hitting or something like that, you can sub him out. But if you only have this amount of people, this kind of falls, and I hate to say it, is more on Rizzo because, yes, Rizzo wants to sign Kimbrel, but they're, they're kind of wishy-washy, the learners on the luxury tax and all that kind of crap. Uh, but it's just a situation, dude, where you have to do some type of adjustment. I don't care if you go and sign 
two more guys and option two of these guys down to the, the, the minor leagues. Who cares? you got to figure out something because right now this combination is not working to the point where we look at the eighth inning. I mean, we be, I told you before before off air, we should have a four-game win streak, and we lost six to five. We're up two in the eighth. Yeah. I mean, to a Mets team, that sucks. I mean, it's just embarrassing that we see that some of these guys in the Mets teams, I mean, Conforto, I think he has two bombs, and two of them are against us. When they play the Marlins, he didn't get anything. So it's like you look at it, and it's like the Marlins blow, and they are awful. And then he doesn't do anything against the Marlins. All of a sudden, he comes here, and he's pitching. He's playing against the Nats, one of the premier teams in the National League, and somehow he gets two bombs at yeah. crucial times. It just makes no sense to me. And then as far as the position players go, you know, you've got some guys that are off to pretty good starts. I mean, oh, yeah. obviously, uh, Anthony Rendon is the guy that's just absolutely on the fire offense, this yeah. season uh, offensively. And, and defensively, he's been doing really well, too. It's a couple of diving snags. Yeah, 433 average, four bombs, nine RBI. Uh, I mean, the guy's playing out of his mind to start the year. Um, Soto has been kind of here and there. We talked about it off air that he's been yeah. streaky. I mean, he'll have a game where he'll strike out a couple times, and then he'll have a game where he goes three for four. I mean, it's kind of been back and forth with him. Brian Dozier off to a horrible start. Yeah. The Nats are kind of in a situation with him is how long do you let him go? Because right now he's batting 080, no bombs, no <laughs> RBIs. He's not getting on base. He's striking out a ton. I wonder if you say that, 080. Like, yeah, whenever you I say mean, O. It's it's uh, it's unbelievable how bad he is playing, um, and he's their two hole guy. I mean that's the thing with Trey Turner gone uh, with injury right now. They've they, they've been batting Wilmer Defo much lower in the lineup, and you've, so you've got this giant hole at second in the second uh, yeah. spot in the lineup. Adam Eaton he's been kind of off and on here and there. He's pretty good at getting on base. He's not a guy that's going to hit a lot of bombs and stuff like that. Two seventy three average start the year. That's fine. The on base percentage is there. Um, Zimmerman, your guy, Mike Cerrone's favorite player, Ryan Zimmerman, off to a pretty dreadful start, 231 average, one home run. Yeah, he's got eight RBIs. Three of those, I'd say, don't count because they came in that one blowout game earlier in the season. Uh, He hasn't been great. You know, Kurt Suzuki and Jan Gomes haven't been that great offensively. I mean, Kurt Suzuki at 182. I think Gomes is probably in the 200s. You're not going to get a lot of production out of them, but, God, you hope they do better than Matt Wieters on the season. Um, and then, you know, the guy that I really like a lot... Um, I, think, I think we're both thinking the same is guy. ...is Victor Robles. Well, okay. Oh, okay. Well, I'm saying Victor Robles. I, I was, okay. Well, mine's going to be kind of a different situation. Sure. Go ahead. So, I don't know. Maybe yours is Wilmer Defoe, but... Uh, Victor Robles adds just such an interesting element for this team. Now, they bat him ninth. They bat the pitcher's spot in the eighth, with the point being that he can kind of basically be the top of the lineup. By the way, I'm him. sold on that. Remember when I told yeah. you I was kind of like, if if he Yeah, yeah. I'm no, it, it works, man. Especially if you – but you have to have the right guy. Right. Victor Robles is the right guy because he's a combination of power, speed. I mean, he's got a couple bombs on the year. He's hitting two sixty nine. Um, But yesterday, you saw him hit a triple, I think. And, like, this guy is just – He's he's built like a tank. He's uh, he's 21 years old and he's got speed power. He's got all the tools, man. Yeah. Yes, he's had some some base running mistakes early on in the season. Um, he has struck out nine times, uh, but but I'll tell you, there's a lot of really good potential with him. Who's the guy that you had your eye on? So, uh, just a touch on Wilmer Defoe. He's not my sure, guy. Sure, sure, but sure. T- to touch on him. Like I said in the other game that we lost six to five, 
You cannot let Wilmer Defoe go up there here to two-run bomb. You're up by two in the eighth. Because you're not going to get that every day. No, 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 no. You have to take advantage of that. He's four for 17. He's hitting 235. So when you get a, a two-run bomb by him in the clutch, you got to capitalize on that. But that's besides the point right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, and Defoe has now been put in this spot because of Trey Turner injury, and yeah. he's getting some playing time. He's taking advantage of it. I mean, the last couple games against the Mets, he put across two RBIs in both yeah. of those games, including the bomb. So he's been pretty good lately. And this is the whole thing is I believe they said Trey is maybe like four weeks maybe or something like that. I mean, it's a broken finger, I think. So, uh, you know, which really sucks because Trey Turner was on fire to start the year and then he breaks his stupid finger in the game I went to. So, um, Stupid finger. Yeah, stupid finger. So, Wilmer Defoe, you know, not not bad. Um, You know, he was able to do a suitable job. He's not Trey Turner, though. So, overall, I think this offense, we've got to be pretty happy with yeah. the production they put up against the Mets. That hasn't really been the issue. The offense really hasn't been the issue. It's the bullpen. Starting pitching's been good. Offense has been good. Defense, here and there, um, has been pretty strong. But you're going against... This is a good Philly team, man. Yeah. This is... And this is... You've got three right-handers going out on the hill this week, uh, going against a very hot Bryce Harper. But you've got, uh, you know, Sanchez tonight... You've got Strasburg tomorrow, and then you've got Hellickson will be getting his first start on Wednesday. Kind of scary. A little bit scary. It is a little scary because, again, the Nats, we, we talked about this at the beginning of preseason, how frustrated we were with the fact that we don't really know who the fifth starter is. Yeah. And, you know, you've got Hellickson going out there on Wednesday. He went out there against the Phils last time, and Harper hit a bomb five million feet on him. <sighs> Did not go well. Joe Ross just gave up a home run the other day to the Mets. So no one's ready for that fifth spot. No one wants nobody to take Nobody is. I mean, uh, please nobody call A.J. Cole because that guy, I'm tired <laughs> of seeing him being brought up. Please. He's, that guy must have been brought up and sent down at least 25 times. Who is he times. playing for now? I have no I idea. I forgot who they traded. And I th- they, they traded him someone, and I don't know. I think it was the Yankees maybe. Um, good luck I with think him. it might be the – no, it's Indians. 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 Okay. A.J. Cole. Yeah. yeah. Well, good luck with him. Good uh, luck with him. <laughs> uh, but – Going back to my, the guy that I'm, I'm kind of focused on, how, how you said Victor Robles, my guy is my man Howie Kendrick. Howie yeah. Kendrick yeah. has had four at bats. You can you can discount one of those, you know, because it was a, I mean it was a pinch hit or whatever. Yeah, but, I don't really like pinch hit stats. I almost yeah. wish they put pinch hitting yeah. in its own separate category exactly. to measure guys yeah. against. The guy comes off the bench cold. Because Matt Adams, yeah, okay, Matt Adams has some strikeouts this season. It's because Davey throws him in in the ninth inning against <laughs> a guy that's throwing a hundred out of the pen. Yeah. It's like, all right, well, good luck. Yeah, I, was, Matt I was Adams. just eating seeds and drinking a Gatorade yeah, on the bench. Now exactly, I'm exactly. Back. So I, I, I mean. You know, obviously we want guys to do well off the bench, but not, no one understands how hard that is to just just get up and take your jacket off and then all of a sudden have to go out there in a clutch situation and do that. Exactly. exactly. You're, you're, I mean, especially with having Matt Adams only have seven ABs this entire season, it's pretty crazy. But yeah. Howie Kendrick is the guy that I'm saying is the solution at second base right now and until at least Brian Dozier uh, picks up his pace. Because, I mean, I say Brian Dozier, oh, with some at-bats, you know, he'll get back in the, th- the swing of things, stuff like that. But two for 25 right now is killing us, number one. Like you said, oh, oh, and oh, 80. I don't even know what you want to call that. Oh, it's uh, bad. But it's Howie bad. Kendrick right now, I mean, you can't say his average or anything. He's only had four at-bats. But, I mean, yesterday against the, uh, the Mets, he went one for three with a single, an RBI, a walk, and two runs. And he has overall two walks on the season. You know who doesn't have uh, two walks? Uh, Brian Dozier. Yeah. Uh, and he has 25 at-bats. Yeah. Howie Kendrick has been a proven bat. He's been he's pretty much a career over 300 hitter. And he's finally back from the, from the ACL, or not the ACL, the uh, Achilles injury. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I'm, I think... You know, it, he, he he's been playing pretty damn well. I mean, he's he's had some decent decent playing yeah. time, and this is his 
first time that he's been able to play. Well, remember the fact that before they signed Dozier, it was going to be a Howie yeah. and Defoe platoon at second base. Um, they didn't know they got Dozier on kind of a, kind of on the cheap for a that, year. That was the thing is Dozier had a really bad last season, but yeah. was really good a couple seasons before that. So they kind of did the low risk, high reward type move. Yeah. So far, it's been very low reward with Brian Dozier. Now that's only based upon what twenty five at bats or whatever it is. So yeah. we'll see if he can kind of get those numbers up. But yeah, I, I'm with you. I love Howie Kendrick. Four thirty OBP with four it, bats. It sucked when he kept getting hurt last year because yeah. he was a, a really strong presence in that locker room. Exactly. He's a great veteran guy. And I'd lo- I would love to see him there every day at second base. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe they'll do a matchup thing, you know, because Defoe can, is a switch hitter, so he can bat against the righties. So Velasquez pitches today for the Phillies. Nola, he's a righty as well. And yeah, they got Dozier starting today. Yeah, and then I think Pavetta is a, is a righty too. So it will be all righties uh, for Philly this week, so maybe we won't see Howie. But I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll kind of see how that play, plays out. So but again, you, But you have to get the hot bat something. I mean, this guy is – if, if, if you're – Having these situations where yes, you're, you we are we are scoring enough runs. That's the yeah, thing. Yeah. We are scoring enough runs because four, five, and twelve. I mean, those that's that's a pretty good series. Yeah, exactly. And, that, and then you look at it, it's like the bullpen has been obviously the biggest issue, but we're scoring enough runs. But the thing, just think how many runs we could have if Howie Kendrick was batting second and he was getting on for Anthony Rendon mm-hmm. or whoever it may be. And then you have Brian Dozier maybe come off the bench and get. I know they're trying to possibly look at the also the fact that Howie Kendrick could be. That one guy off the bench that can come out and give you a solid pinch hit where it could be a walk to turn the lineup over or whatever it may be. But you can't go off that fact. Yeah, you I'd rather get, put him in the in I'd the rather lineup. give him three at-bats than one mm-hmm. pinch at-bat where he walks or he or he you know gets a uh, you know base hit and then extends the inning. Because like, last year he was one of their that. best hitters before he got hurt. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I really love love Howie Kendrick, too. So, again, looking forward for the Nats here, wrapping up the conversation for this, for this episode. You got three games set against the Phillies, then they come back at, at home and play a three-game set against Pittsburgh. And then that should be around the time where we do our next episode because then they play San Francisco um, during the week. So it's this Philly series and the Pittsburgh series. Those will be the two that we'll talk about next episode. But right now, the Nats currently sit four and four on the season. We'll step aside here for a moment, then we'll come back with little grinds. Our gears. The DC crossover is supported by We Organize. Specializing in the Northern Virginia area, We Organize transforms your space from chaos to peace, complicated to simple and cluttered to calm. If you're in the market for professional organizing assistance, schedule an appointment today. Dial 571-310-1315. That's 571-310-1315. We organize. Places, spaces, people. The DC Crossover is presented by Parando's Tex-Mex Grill. Located in Ashburn, Virginia, this family-owned restaurant gives you that warm and welcoming feeling as you walk through their doors. With two patios, fresh food, and weekly specials. You'll never be unsatisfied. Make your reservation today. Visit perandostexmex.com for all the details. You know what really grinds my gears? 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 You, America. And that, people, is what grinds my gears. So, we have a lot of things that grind our gears in today's society. And Ben, I'm going to take it off from here. Sure, you can take it off. Oh man, don't take it! Don't take it off. Oh, <laughs> uh, I was trying to trick the people into thinking you were taking. Whoa, whoa! Your, your clothes. Let my pants come off. Yeah. Um, all right, this is getting kind of weird. So, <laughs> I'm. <laughs> all right, here we go. It's been a long day. Um, 
but oh, Brian Dozier, here he is taking BP. Yeah, he uh, needs it. <laughs> he needs a lot of it. Um, I think I could take better uh, swings than Brian Dozier. <laughs> yeah, Brian Dozier needs to hit beach balls instead of baseballs. Um, so the biggest thing that's grinding my gears lately is uh, the the sole fact that we have to have bed frames out there. Now, bed frames are one of the things in life that I despise. Sure, mainly sure. because of the sole fact that. They're a pain to carry and move and do all that kind of stuff because they fold like if they're, they're weird folding things, and then you have to like you know put the, the little wheels on, but you don't even wheel the bed anymore. Yeah. So it's like you have all this stupid crap, and then you have to you know like I said, you have to when you move, you have to carry them. They're heavy and they're they're awkward and they poke you. But the worst part is when you stub your toe because mm. like you're, you're. Did you have to do this this weekend? Did you have to carry a bed frame? No. Okay. <laughs> no. I thought you were speaking from like something that you had to recently no. do. Oh no! But, I, well, but no, no, I know what no, you mean. Two weeks ago, I stubbed my toe real bad, so oh, I ran okay. my phone. Oh, God. <laughs> it's the worst. I had a long time right after I did that. I had a, I was sitting on the couch and I was like, I, I got to write this in my phone. Uh, so it's the first grind my gears we've done in a long yeah, time. Yeah, so yeah, I got you. Literally. Uh, just stubbing your toe on those. Oh, you, you just look at your, you're just like, why is this bed frame even here? Like in college, I think my mom and dad were kind of like weirded out by it, but I said, I'm just sure. going to, because the funny thing is, Oh, you did the mattress on the floor bit. Yeah. Cause I, okay. I got a, I got a box spring and a mattress brand new, mm-hmm. both of them for free. So I, I, I had a queen size, which is, which was great. So I put the box spring in the mattress, you know, I put the box spring on the floor, put the mattress on top of it. Cause I didn't care about the uh, bed frame. I didn't care. So I was probably throw the mattress away anyways. Yeah. Okay. At the end of okay. my college, uh, you're in college. Last, yeah. last two years. So I was like, you know, it's a two-year mattress. I don't care. Whatever. And I, I didn't have it. And I f- thought it was great because you yeah. didn't have any, any chance of stubbing the toe. That's true. Any, it's very have, soft you, landing. You, yeah. You didn't have to, uh, you didn't have to like, climb in bed or anything like that. Yeah. I just, you kind of just swan dived and better frog jumped. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, you know, one of the two. And it, I just thought it was, it, was, it was great not having one of those. But yeah. now that you have one, you stub your toe and it hurts. Or, you, or you, you stub your toe and all of a sudden your nail splits or something like that. Like, it's just like, it's just, ugh. It's cringeworthy and it hurts. Well, I think, you know, but the, but the thing is, you got <laughs> the way you t- You're tell. Very, very well, the way you can this. tell that somebody is like super low class is when they have just the mattress oh, on yeah. the floor. Oh yeah. So like, there's no way Jen would let you get away with the uh, mattress on the floor well, now. This, this is her mattress and all her stuff. <laughs> yeah, so. of course, because she's higher class. She, than she you. moved here. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't move anything. Yeah. Because yeah, I think I'm, I'm with you. I think what you got to do is you got to get the easily collapsible bed frame which is much easier to transport than the, having to carry the whole thing because we just have like a metal type one that just everything sits on and it's relatively easy to move yeah. we don't have the crazy headboard and all that extra fancy stuff she has a stuff. headboard I never, I never had a headboard in my life yeah yeah. neither neither did I I used to sleep on the couch when I was growing up so um, so yeah, yeah I, natural headboard was yeah, it called an armrest yeah, exactly so <laughs> so yeah I think uh, but I am with you I think my least favorite thing to do is carry heavy things around yeah. and especially Especially heavy things that could fall on your toe, and you can stub your toe, uh-huh. and or like for me, I'm always worried about splinters. Like carrying like a big wooden table like this one um, would not be fun. So yeah, I'm, I think I got a splinter on my finger too. By the oof, way, really? I, from what? Yeah, look at this thing. So let me get your your take. It's a third third party perspective. Yeah, that looks like a splinter. You're gonna need to you, soak you, it. You literally even look at. I'm it. a doctor. You're gonna need to soak it in in soap water. And Jen then, says it's not though. Oh, okay. Is Jen a doctor? Because I am. Well, so. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. What am I supposed to do, doctor? Okay. You, you, you're going to get a uh, some water and warm water and soap, and you're going to soak that finger in that, and then it, it should just fall out. Where is that? 
I didn't hear that. No, it, trust me. You, you get some soap and water. Hot. It has to be warm water. Yeah. Warm water, and you soak it for like 20 minutes, and it will just like, if there's something in there, Who's it will just Who's got time to sit, put their finger in a... In I mean, a, in you're a, in watching a, the game and stuff like that, uh, you know? I got to go edit this thing after. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, but you can throw the game on the background, soak your finger. Your splinter will fall right out. out right out. Jen, Jen doesn't know what she's talking about. Well, I, I just can't tell if it is or not, but I'll... If, if it, Does it hurt to touch it? No. Okay. Then maybe it's just ink. But it's, but it, I, I just can't or lead. Tell. Do you work with a lot of pencils? Nope. <laughs> okay. See, that's the thing. I'm not I, doing a lot of writing. I, I've done a lot of woodworking lately, so yeah. I don't know where I got yeah, a splinter it's, from. It's not a nail. Um, yeah, I don't know what. I don't know. So what it's it not is. a nail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you didn't, you didn't nail yourself. Yeah. Are, um, are you sure it's not just a pen? Like it's a pen mark? Well, because underneath my, underneath my skin, there's a little bit of a line. I know. I've got all this like ink underneath my skin too. Yeah. You yeah. Know? yeah there you go. <laughs> the tattoo. Uh, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what. I it don't is. know what's going on. But Maybe. Yeah, it's, it's, if you're a doctor, feel free to call. You know, you know, it's funny. Back in the day, my parents, my dad specifically, because we never wanted to get splinters out and stuff like that. Because uh, I used to, yeah. you know, play outside and all stuff. Yeah, for but, sure. Before we they all... had Fortnite and all that kind of stuff. And basically what happened was like when I get a splinter my dad would always tell me like if you don't take it out there's going to be a tree that grows out of your hand oh that's a good that's that's a good and bit I, 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 honestly that was before you know that was like AOL stuff yeah. like that day so like you had to actually go you can't look on your yeah, phone you go to like an encyclopedia yeah search splinters see what happens splinters see yeah no, that's that's a good dad move there see now so that's the problem is dads nowadays can't get away with that stuff because every, every kid's got an iPad they can just look it up yeah uh, it's not going to work exactly um, okay so like stubbing toes and bed yeah. frame moving. I like that. I like that for grinds your gears. Thank you. Mine was going to be... And it's, it's a funny, minute one, but it still works. And it's funny because mine kind of goes with uh, the little thing I posted earlier today was, God, you're a freaky <laughs> looking dog. Grinds my gears is hey, that he, dog. Hey, he's growing his hair though. You can tell. Uh, he's old can't. though. He just had his... Hey, last Tuesday he had his 16th birthday. Yeah, me and him, we got uh, lack of hair now <laughs> um, on our heads, man. Hey, every week you come back, he's going he's gonna to have... Yep, there he goes with his toy. Yeah, he's an ugly, ugly, ugly guy. Um, <laughs> so, wow. The, uh, Tell us how you really feel. You do so every week. <laughs> I put I put on a, on the little thing that I wrote up earlier. Um, great. Different things around um, you know things I trust more than the Nationals bullpen. But one that I wrote on there, that, which is also kind of plays and grinds my gears, is so. Uh, you know, we took the Metro on Tuesday to the game, and you know, and Sunday when we went to the game and things like that is the and uh, the fact that when so t- technically the Metro system with the doors, the way it's supposed to work is the doors open yeah. up. The people that are trying to get out of the Metro should be allowed out of the Metro Got first, and then the people should be kind of standing to the side, and then as soon as those people get out of the way, then those people can get on. But I'm seeing more and more people that just get on the Metro and basically be blocking the people that are trying to get off. And it's kind of scary because, like, if you're trying yeah. to get off, you're like, I can't, I can't leave the Metro because there's <laughs> waves of people coming. There's just no etiquette and courtesy anymore because people are in such a rush and they know how bad this Metro system is that if they miss this train, yeah. they're screwed because they got to wait another 20 minutes for the next train. So people are just... There's no courtesy. Well, that's the funny thing too yeah. is that they, they actually when they get on the train they sit there and they, they hold the bar yeah. on top yeah. and then like you're in the doorway and they're, they're, you're like I'm trying to get out and they're like where do you want me to go? Like, well, yeah, that's why that, couldn't you just wait? That'll happen too. It's like you have to the stop before your stop get up and move towards the doors. Otherwise, yep. it's you're not going to make it out yep. because people are going to barely move and you have to be strategic with that too because. 
There's just I'm telling you, people are they're, they First of all, they won't move for you, and then they just don't care. They don't care about any sort of politeness or courtesy on the metro goes out the window when it's crowded. Yeah. It's a crazy system, man. I mean, I, I obviously I like going taking the metro because I don't have to drive into the city and worry about parking and all that stuff. But right. there's plenty of pitfalls when it comes to metro too, yeah. man. It's not a perfect system, especially especially after like a Caps game <laughs> or after a, uh, it's a nightmare. Not, not only after Nats games, but more so after uh, Caps games because you get in Chinatown stop and all that stuff. Yeah, and it's just, it's the worst because you know you got drunkards out there that are sitting there it's like oh it's the APS like they're all sitting there yelling and then like no, no one's cheering with them and stuff like that because we just and lost. it's just packed it's, it's just like packed it's too. something stupid because then then everyone just rushes on the first two trains mm-hmm. but the the funny thing is they know that that's why they, they had the higher influx of trains yeah. during those those games yeah. so people try to pack like sardines when they see if they look to their left another train's gonna come in four minutes if you cannot wait literally <laughs> two hundred forty seconds for the next train to come then you're, you're an idiot it, it's crazy. Crazy. And then, like, they don't, people don't spread out. They just get on those first couple cars that are right there in the middle. And it's, it's, uh, it's wild, man. And the Metro, and so what I do for the Nats games is I go to uh, South Capitol Street or Capitol yeah. South or whatever that stop, stop is. And then I just walk. It's a straight shot from that stop all the way to the stadium. And it's, and it's kind of worth it because otherwise you have to change trains and deal with all that madness there, I think, at LaFont or whatever. So I, I usually do that. Um, but, yeah, man, it's one of those things. I wish there was a third option. It's like it's like you can either drive to the game, metro to the game. I wish there was, like, option number three, yeah. um, which I guess would be just live in D.C. and walk, <laughs> uh, which I, I'm, I'm not about to do that You're anytime out. soon. Um, but, yeah, my, grinds my gears is just metro etiquette, man. People that just don't – people that just will rush into the, uh, into the metro without letting you off. And then I, I once saw on the metro once – I don't know what happened. This guy must have, like, grabbed this girl or something like that inappropriately because I remember I was a little kid and I was on the metro with my dad, and this girl just – this guy had glasses and it was a pretty crowded train. She socked him right in really? the face and I think broke his glasses, and then she got off the train. And it was, like, wild because we were all, like, silent – and she had she had already left, so there's no, no nothing to like help with. It was like she punched this guy in the face, got off the train. The guy was still on the train, so he was just kind of sitting there, just like holding his broken glasses, just looking see. upset. And like everyone else is just like, this is so awkward right now. I remember being a kid, I was just being like, this is insane. Like the metro is crazy. Yeah, well, what do I do? In this and that's the DC metro. I mean, the New York subway is a whole other animal. I've never been to that. It's absolutely. Yeah. I, I've been on it a couple times. I haven't dealt with any crazies, but. I did have like people will come by in like a wheelchair on the on the subway like asking for money and they'll yeah. like guilt you and like I, it's always just like I don't I'm know not giving you any money. Have you been to the L train in Chicago? No. Okay, no. so tell me your worst story from the from the New York subway. There, I don't really have a bad story. It was just yeah. it was just more of like and actually the thing about the subway that I like is the fact that it's twenty four seven. Yeah, which is kind of nice. Now That's they true. do some single tracking I think late at night, but like regardless, it's twenty four seven. Yeah, you can still go. And, and the metro, yeah, caps or Nats game, you know, it was 10.30 or 11 o'clock, and I was like, we gotta go. Because yeah. otherwise, we're, we're gonna miss our last train, because the last train doesn't leave at midnight. The last train leaves at, like, 11.15. 11. <laughs> so, yeah, it's... Uh, uh, no, I haven't been on the L train. Yeah, the L train, the funny thing about that is that, actually, I think you can ride the entire day for three bucks. Oh, wow. Well, which okay. is like, yeah, but the... Uh, that means that means a different crowd is on that <laughs> yeah, train. Yeah, different crowd and a different sanitary... The three-buck crowd is yeah, on yeah, that yeah, train. Yeah, seriously, it's the sanitary reasons are, are off. Uh, the funny, th- the funniest thing that I ever did on that... And it, it, the same thing with you, like, you know, people yeah. are begging for money all the time. So, like that, so you got to, like, lean against a post or something like that. Yeah, you so, got to just uh, ignore them, man. There's, there's, yeah. a, there's, there's, there'll, there'll be somebody begging for money every single day. Yeah. And, and the worst part about that is one time, me and uh, my boy Kevin were going to visit his sister... 
his sister, you know, we, we I did uh, an internship and uh, Kevin did, an, uh, he was doing a co-op or something like that. So his sister graduated in four years. We graduated in five. And um, what happened was she moved to Chicago and we went to go visit her. So we, were, we had like our, our duffel bags or whatever. And we're sitting there. And uh, all of a sudden this person like, has like you know crazy eyes. You ever seen crazy eyes? A big dad and uh, what's it called? Uh, Mr. Deeds. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. And I've seen crazy eyes on the train. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this guy is sitting in the corner, and he has crazy eyes. Oh, and his no. foot's a tapping. His his you know his, his hands going crazy, oh, and he's sitting God. there, and he has like like a like a yellow jug. And I don't know if he pees in it. Or oh yeah. Like that. He's, a, he's a fellow jug guy like <laughs> me. Yeah. And <laughs> and and I'm sitting like away from him. But Kevin, you know, he's he's sitting in front of him, like because oh, no. there was at that time we got on the train because it, yeah. it was at the McCarran or not the McCarran, uh, whatever it's called. Uh, I forgot what the uh, oh hair, yeah, uh, O'Hare. airport. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was right there, so we're sitting there, and uh, Kevin had to sit there. So the guys, and this this ride, this thing yeah. goes like through the city, like you have like graffiti everywhere. Also, I mean, it's not yeah, it's not nice. Yeah, and no, no, no. So Kevin's sitting there, and this guy's just sitting there, <laughs> crazy guys, just staring at him. <laughs> And I'm sitting there taking videos and pictures, <laughs> and he's just, and Kevin's just like, like look at he, because at that time, you know, that was, geez, that might have been 2013, so that might have been six years ago. Yeah. Now. And he's sitting there, he's trying to look, at, he's trying to look at his phone, but he can't, like, you know, you ever it's know one of those you, things. If, if you know somebody's you know looking someone's, at you, yeah. you, you have to go, you have to look at him too. So like, mm-hmm. and I was like, Kevin, you look at this guy, he went stab you or pee on you, one or the other. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and uh, and all of a sudden, I'm like sitting there because the guy's just like sitting there, it's like like you know, obviously no, they can't see him, but yeah, yeah, you, like he's just, like sitting there staring at him for literally, it's a 45 minute ride. Oh my god. 45 minutes. This guy is staring at him. I don't know if he blinked or not. But he was staring on the entire Dude, time. That's terrifying. It was the t- most terrifying. That well, because that's when the, the type of guy where you don't know if he's gonna yeah come up and yeah like you said pee on you or kill you. Like, <laughs> it's one or, of the other or both. I mean, you, you don't. Is he really having know. a good day? Is he? <laughs> yeah, you don't know, man. I mean, and and yeah, there's there's just there's some there's some crazies. Oh, there's dude. some crazies. Yeah, it's for sure. I've they've def- definitely experienced them. I remember one guy uh, on the metro one time. It was like it was early morning too. I had to go in the city for something. And there was a guy who was laying down fully like sleeping on the on, in the metro seat, yeah, metro seat, and he randomly just started screaming out, "What time is it?" <laughs> and like nobody answered and he's like, "What effing time is it?" <laughs> and still nobody answered. And he kept screaming, "What?" Time is it? And I think somebody finally was like, "It's eight 30. and he's just like, "All right," and then he goes back to sleep. It was it was insane, and it was. Like, I've actually seen those people in DC before. It's where wild. Like they start yelling out something, so someone will answer them because they're sort of like, "What? Are you, clearly, you're not going to a big business meeting. <laughs> like, uh, you're covered in like Whopper wrappers. Like, there's nothing, you know, there's nothing that you're going to be late for. Are you are you late for the streets? Like, what are you?" That's the man about a horse. Yeah, it was. It was. It was like, and the fact that nobody would tell him what time it was was because it, it was crazy, dude. Uh, so that's public transportation. Oh man, man. I, dude, I could literally see that though because I, I've actually seen people like, but it's in DC, so it's different. Like they'll sit there and just start yelling something. Yeah. But it's worse when you're inside of a metro car because of the sole fact that you can't go anywhere. Yeah, you can't, you it's, it's just like it's just like a, it's like basically sitting in a bathroom you're and in you're a, sitting there yelling. You're in a prison. You're oh in a prison gosh. for that, and some of the stops oh. are relatively far apart, so you're just oh, there yeah. for the for the whole time. It's it's. Oh my god! <laughs> what effing time is it, dude? It was just wild. Tell them the time. God was, damn. That's what we were saying. Somebody's telling me. It was but like no one, 30. no one wanted to answer him though because no one wanted to be the guy. He yeah. probably come over to you start asking you other questions. It's, it's homeless o'clock. Yeah. That's what time it is. And the funny thing was, um, is that I told because uh, because I got up early this morning and um, Jim was dropping her brother off at the metro because he had to go uh, do other business stuff uh, before he left to go back to Detroit. Yeah, and because Detroit is is a lot 
closer to Chicago. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's ridden the L train a, a handful of times. And, um, and obviously, I've told him, I said, hey, when you get to the D.C. Metro, because this is the first time in D.C., I said, when you get to the D.C. Metro, you might get lucky because you're getting on the Silver Line. You might get a new car. And I, so I said, it's going to be a lot nicer than the L train. <laughs> Let's put it this way. Yeah. You know, if you get on one of those new cars, people are sitting there reading their newspaper or listening to their music. They're not bothering you because those new cars are really nice. And most of the time, the crazies aren't getting on in Tyson's Corner. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's yeah. Like, so, no, you start getting into Southeast, things change a little bit there. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit of a different crowd. Yeah, but, nobody's uh, getting on at Green Hill or Spring Hill or whatever. Yeah, well, yeah the hill, yeah. Uh, as they call it in the hood. Um, but yeah. uh, basically, uh, I don't know if we have anything else because obviously Nat's going to No, man, I think that's home. it. I think that's it. I think we covered everything. Good episode. So we'll next, next time we'll be probably um, in the midst of the Caps' first-round matchups. We'll have yeah. a couple games to talk about at that point. We'll have a couple baseball series to go over. Um, the Wiz will have completed their seasons. We'll get into some off-season stuff for the Wiz, and then we'll always keep our eye on the Redskins. Um, I do believe that DC United does play tomorrow. They're coming off of an absolute shellacking against yeah. LAFC um, over the weekend. I think 4 nothing, 5 nothing, something like that. Yeah. But, nothing, they, yeah. but they but they play, I believe, again this Tuesday. And I think it starts coming into this stretch for DC United where they're playing like much more often than once every two weeks. So yeah. you know we'll keep an eye on that. I'm going to their game in a couple weeks on the, on the 21st. Nice, nice. Um, but yeah, we'll kind of keep an eye on that team as as the season progresses. As well, I did see that Acosta has drawn plenty of interest from some Premier League clubs. Apparently, uh, Man United had a scout in attendance for that LAFC really? game. Uh, I don't know how that would work. Well, I mean, they probably have ties to Wayne Rooney. Yeah. It <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I don't know how that would work if, if he would just not be able to play for D.C. United. Um, well, I, I don't know if it would be a loan or what, yeah, it, that's the question, what it would be. How it, it would come out. Obviously, yeah. they're going to have the transfer fees and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it would be a loan or whatnot. Yeah, so we'll see. Know. I mean, it would, it would suck to lose him just because, you know, for, for for the soccer fans here in the area, DC United, or Acosta is one of their best players. Yeah. Him and Rooney are, are awesome to watch. So if you don't watch any soccer, start tuning into some DC United, even though you can't watch any of their games because it's on Flow Sports. Yeah. Flow, the, uh, the the insurance commercial girl, she runs yeah. a TV station, progressive. I guess. Yeah, progressive uh, <laughs> station. So. Have well, you seen that new commercial with, uh, that they call her a maid? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah, it's, it's, pretty, pretty, funny. it's, it's pretty funny. Um, uh, I am going to be glad to no longer see those... Uh, those color commentary commercials now with that NCAA tournaments over. Oh my god! The guy. Yeah. I mean, like they were funny the first couple times you yeah. watch them, and now they've just been. It's been that, and then orange vanilla Coke nonstop yeah. during I those hate basketball seeing that games. Stupid, the stupid crossing guard lady. Yeah, she's sipping on the Coke. Hey, why don't you direct traffic? This giant <laughs> truck just killed fifteen school children. You got to be paying attention here, crossing guard. Oh man! Hey, you know what we haven't done in a while is a, is a remote appearance. Yeah, it's true. That's true. As the weather gets yeah. nicer and nicer, let's yeah. let's we'll, what, what we'll pull thinking, something off. What I'm thinking, I don't know if people are gonna do it or not, but I, what I'm thinking is we might have to go and do a remote broadcast at like a booth at uh, Charlestown Races. Ooh, that would um, be kind of cool. Like go to like the sports book. Do a little betting. Do a little, uh, you know, take a little backpack, do our, do our little thing. A little gambling. And, uh, I, I have to look at the sports book and see if there's like booths. Sure, booths, sure. Or whatever they call them. To the two Utes um, there and uh, see if we can just, just chill there. I don't think they're going to have a problem with it because we're going to be in a booth. Um, yeah, plus, we, we'll be spending all of our money, yeah, our hard-earned yeah, so, cash. So, well, that'd be pretty cool if we go there. I mean, hey, maybe we'll think about doing it maybe next week if you have time or something like that. I got spring break, obviously. I got a lot of time on my hands. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. Not yeah. all of us have spring break coming yeah, up. So go. well, I'm going to keep rubbing <laughs> it in your face because I'm so excited. But anyways, yeah. uh, I think we should do something yeah. of that nature, and at least sometime soon yeah, yeah, because yeah. we can go there and you know watch a Nats game and put money on the Nats game and sit there and broadcast <laughs> and have a good time. That'd yeah. be 
I'd uh, be betting on the other team. That's for sure. Well, hey, well, yeah, yeah. Unless bet the over score wise, that's for sure. Bet the over score and and uh, definitely bet some prop bets. So uh, say Trevor Rosenthal not recording out yeah. in uh, in July. Um, but anyways, that's a DC crossover <laughs> right here on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Google Play Music. Uh, we talked a little bit about Redskins, a little bit about Wiz, and then their Tankathon t- type of stuff. Uh, so we previewed a little bit of the Caps and Carolina Hurricanes. They're hopefully first-round easy matchup against the Hurricanes. And obviously, we just discussed a little bit of the Washington Nationals that are on the TV right now. So Ben has to get home and watch, hopefully, the Nats uh, take these next two games. Against Let's the sweep Bills. them. Let's sweep three. It's a three-game series. Let's sweep them. Yeah, well, I'm saying next two games so we yeah, get yeah. the same record as them. Yeah, 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 true, true. Uh, but, yeah, just a sweep would be nice. I'd yeah. like to get the Bruins kill down. Kill them. Uh, yeah, but we'll yeah, kill them. I was like, oh, yeah, kill them. But, uh, yeah, that's the DC crossover right here, and that's our grinds, our gear segment, and everything else. So uh, definitely check out everything else that we have on our website. We're going to have a lot more different things. Me and Ben are putting out a lot more content uh, on, the, on the site, writing a lot more different things so you guys can tune in. And definitely check out all of our social media outlets at the DC crossover on Twitter, chat with Ben on there, and also DC Crossover Podcast on Facebook. Check out that as well. But of course, our main platform is this podcast, Absolutely. the DC Crossover. Definitely share it to all your friends and family, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Google Play Music. For Ben Simpson, I'm Mike Sarone signing off yet again for another episode of the DC Crossover. Happy Pennsylvania week because they're playing the Phillies and the Pirates. How about that? I almost said Philly week there, Ben. Oh, let's get out of here.